Hello and welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I am your host, Uncle Steve, coming to you today with a brand new Iron Maiden story. And this week, if you're on Twitter and you've heard the phrase Coca-Cola, you might be familiar with my guy here. goes by the name Rockarola, but henceforth, hence, yeah, henceforth, he will be known as Jay in Idaho. Jay, how are you, sir? Groovy. Nice to see you. <laughs> to see you nice. Yeah, nice to see you. Here's a song written about religion. <laughs> All right. <laughs> exactly. Well, as I said a minute ago, man, I appreciate you sending your story in. And, uh, you know, you are you are on Twitter a lot. You, you interact a lot. And that's really uh, what makes the Twitter family so much fun is because you get used to seeing people and you kind of start getting to know people. And, and I appreciate you being a part of our little, uh, Twitter community that we got there. The little iron maiden community we got there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, no, I definitely appreciate the Twitter community as a whole. I've only been on Twitter since I think November okay. of last year. And I didn't know what to expect. I was just bored one day and just decided, well, Hey, let's see what's going on on Twitter. And I had no expectations. Um, I didn't know what to, you know, what, who to follow or what I would be interested in. Um, so, you know, when you first set up your Twitter account, it asks you all these questions, what you're, what you're into. Um, so I just kept marking off all this stuff and it came to music and I marked off, you know, heavy music or whatever. Yeah. And, um, just started going on Twitter and I kept getting, you know, uh, seeing tweets from different people, um, regarding music, mm-hmm. regarding music that I liked. <laughs> so I just started interacting with them Yeah. and boy, they just, uh, welcomed me with open arms and, and I, I was like, well, that's what I'm going to focus on now. Oh Yeah. Uh, is music because these people are so great and it's just been really eye-opening i mean the people on twitter that i interact with are just so nice and so welcoming yeah and i'm 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 kind of a a a loner you know i don't have a whole lot of friends and i kind of kind of a homebody sure so it it was really eye-opening and really really heartwarming and refreshing to uh be welcomed like that with all the people on Twitter. So I'm, I'm thankful. This is great. Yeah. I think, I think the community, not the community, but I think like as youngsters, when we were younger, um, a lot of us that were into this kind of music when we were younger, probably tended to be a little more either loners or very small group of friend kind of people. So I think exactly. And, and we all know what it's like to be, uh, you know, probably, I don't know if everyone got picked on or whatever, but sh- I'd say shunned is a good word. Uh, so we all know, and, and I think we all respect, we're all respectful. Mo- most of us, you know, every now and then you run across somebody, but I think every we all understand where we're, who we are and where we've been. And, and we can all, we all kind of have that similarity. It's really a cool thing. Well, yeah. It, you know, when we were younger, like you were saying, it, the metal community was kind of, 
kind of small and you're right i mean if you have a a leather jacket and long hair on you're kind of looked at funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean nowadays it's it's normal but of course i don't have long hair anymore because i'm old (laughs) i have (laughs) i hardly have any hair left but 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 yeah no i see what you're saying yeah Um, but yeah the the metal twitter has just been great oh yeah love it love it Oh man! So let's get right into your story here and kind of what happened to you to make you be an Iron Maiden guy eventually. What? Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. What kind of music were you hearing like growing up in the house? First of all, well, my folks listened to KRLA in Los Angeles, which was an oldie station. But actually, now that I think about it, it was kind of a contemporary station. They played a lot of Motown. Um, you know, a lot of Elton John, Beatles, stuff like that. So we're talking in the late seventies. Yeah. So that's kind of contemporary, I guess, but it was called an oldie station. So they listened to that and we didn't really have a lot of music around the house. Surprisingly. Um, my dad had a, uh, a stereo, uh, that had a record player, but he didn't have any records Yeah. and it was rarely used actually. So it wasn't a very musical house. I mean, they'd put it on, you know, on occasion. And, and like I said, listen to KRLA. But my uncles, um, who I was really close with growing up, uh, they listened to a lot of Eagles and Led Zeppelin, Skinnerd, you know, oh, cool. stuff like that. And I, I always kind of gravitated towards that. Uh, not that Motown and the Beatles and Elton John are bad. You know, I I, yeah. I love all that, that sure. type of music. But but, you know, I always kind of preferred the heavier stuff. Not that the Eagles are heavy, but, you know, the Led Zeppelin, the Skinner and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then we had uh, some neighbor people from Mineola, New York, that uh, <laughs> <clears throat> little kid that was my age uh, uh, had brothers, big brothers, and they were kind of stoners. <laughs> so, but uh, they were huge journey fans too okay um so i listened to a lot of journey when i was over there uh which is good you know i like journey yeah a little lighter than than you know skinner and, and and the zeppelin but um so mainly when i was growing up it was other people that kind of got my ear uh yeah. you know my uncles the next door neighbors um gotcha yeah and that kind of got me into music and then um in i think christmas of 79 i got my first little record player which was like a little a little sear special sure sure. i mean it sounded awful it was (laughs) it it was just a tiny little bare bones little two-speaker sears record player yeah that just sounded like you know crackling microwave or something but <laughs> i got i got uh cheap trick okay. with that i got the, i got the stereo and i got cheap trick live at budokan and i also got uh the soundtrack for greece which is <laughs> <laughs> quite the combination but right, right. <laughs> but, but that's what i got and uh of course i preferred the cheap trick okay um so i i listened to the heck out of that record or two records Mm -hmm. um i just they were on constantly i didn't have a radio 
in my uh, in my room. Um, at the time, all I had was the record player. Gotcha. Um, of course, I'm nine years old, so <laughs> yeah. Just I, I was ten by that time. But anyway, regardless, um, so I just listened to that live at Budokan, the cheap trick. Yeah. Surrender, surrender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I just love that record. I still love that record to this day, but it, it got me wanting more, you know, I wanted more stuff like that. So, um, I eventually got a little, little, uh, radio. It wasn't a transistor radio, just a little, I don't know, no bigger than, than a carton of cigarettes or something. Okay. Um, just a little radio and I realized that a station in town called uh, KMET, a little bit of heaven, 94.7 KMET, twiddle me <laughs> <laughs> that they played, they played cheap trick. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to listen to them. And so I started listening to them and of course they, you know, played the, the Led Zeppelin you know, and UFO sure. lights out, which was my favorite. Okay, man, UFO lights out. I just went crazy when that song came on, and uh, you know, got me into the heavier stuff. They played a little little Sabbath here and there. Nice. Um, uh, Van Halen just came out with the first record. Okay. They played the hell out of that oh, because yeah. it was L.A. Yeah, and it was Van Halen. Um, you know, and 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 the heavier stuff like that, and and that really really whet my appetite for heavier music um and, and what, that's kind of where it all started yeah and that's it's kind of funny how that happens because it's like you like you you said it really well you're 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 hearing stuff like you heard the cheap trick in your life it's rock and roll i like it but it's like you you realize it's almost like drinking it's like you're really really thirsty and you're drinking but you just want more 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 like you need more you need something more it wasn't giving you everything you needed, you know? Exactly right. Exactly it's, right. That's really cool. So you're hearing heavier stuff on the radio. So at a certain point, uh, you hear you're at a friend's house, I believe, and he plays an album for you. But yeah. Well, it, it, the, the first time, uh, I don't know which story you're talking about, but, um, it has something to do with your, uh, with your name, your, uh, Twitter, oh, name, that band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was at a friend's house and his brother, he shared a room with his brother. Mm -hmm. Um, and his brother was, was into the harder stuff and we were just not those kids. He, he, sure. he, you know, he liked, he liked the hard stuff too, just because he was in the same room right. <laughs> as his brother. Um, but yeah, uh, his brother, I was over there one day and his brother put on hell bent for leather <laughs> Judas priest and delivering the goods came on. And Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, that is what I want. That's what that's I've been looking what for. I want. That's what I've been looking for. Delivering the goods. That's my band. That's my music. That is me. That's awesome. I, I was stoked. I was so stoked. That's so crazy yeah. how that happens. How, you know, like hearing, something and you re and it's just like it resonates because 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 like in your mind like in my mind i think why doesn't everybody feel that way like when you know like when my kids i mean you know at, at their ages now you know they're teenagers and why don't they hear this kind of music and feel that way 
you know, but it's, it's, it is what it is, but it's, it's for certain. It's like, it's a certain, it's almost like there's something in our brains that that's, right. that's where it clicks. Yeah. It's just some kind of a chemical reaction, yes. kind of endorphins or something that it, it's like, well, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it clicked and, and man, I, I've just loved priest ever since. And I've loved metal ever since. Of course, it wasn't known as metal back then really, but uh, maybe in some groups, but I just called it, you know, priest. <laughs> yeah. I, I always like to think of it like everything is like, I'm not a motorhead fan, but I always loved the way they came on stage. We're a motorhead and we play rock and roll. I'm like, exactly. So you hear like if, if what they do is rock and roll, then, then how is it fair to say journey is rock and roll or, you know, stuff like that. Cause journey is not nearly as heavy. Like you imagine, you know, like a ballad or, or foreigners, you know, an older band like motorhead so much heavier. And I like that to me, I'm just like, everything should, it's all a form of rock and roll. Iron Maiden, rock and roll, Judas Priest, exactly. rock and roll different. You know, obviously it's heavier and you know, heavy metal metal that all works. I mean, it does fit. I understand why there's different, but like to me, I'm just like if 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 someone asked me about Maiden, I'm like, yeah, they're just a rock band. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, me and you are on the same page with that. Yeah, it, it's just all rock and roll. Some some is heavy rock, some is just regular rock. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's what I call it anyway. But. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So at a certain point, I, I, this may be the same friend that you're that you're hanging out with. But one of your friends has an Iron Maiden album. Somebody has an Iron Maiden album. So tell me which album they had and like what kind of feelings and thoughts and all that did you have at the time when you saw it? Yeah. So we're, we're skipping ahead a couple of years. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I was over there just hanging out and uh, listening to Priest, of course. <laughs> and uh, his his brother was gone, mm-hmm. and he was not allowed to touch his brother's records. No, okay. No Makes sense. What. I get it. I it, do get it, though, yeah, as a music yeah. fan. But, you know, we were kids and sneaky. Sure. And, uh, so of course. <laughs> he, he, he pulled out Killers. Okay. And and pulled it out and said, "Check this out." And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> that was the coolest thing I had ever seen in my life, man. It was so cool that just just the cover, yeah, and Eddie, and oh my god, I, I I was like, "I have to hear this. This is so cool." But he said, "No, we couldn't play it." You know, in case his brother came home, right? You right. know, it's hard to to get a record off a record player, exactly. But back and, and everything, so so we just kind of stood right next to the shelf where all his records were, <laughs> you know, so we could put it back real fast. But we grabbed Killers and we were looking at it front to back. You know, took the insert out and just read everything we could and just kind of digested the cover and oh man it was the coolest thing i ever i ever saw and i needed to hear that friggin' record yeah um but i had no way to hear it so uh i knew right then that i wanted to hear iron maiden yeah. i need to hear this band this band is awesome the well I thought it they looks that awesome. way at least just, yeah. just by the picture. Yeah. Yeah. I need to hear this band, man. And, 
Well, let me, I, I do want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question because I'm thinking about this. So, so you're getting into priests when you're a little younger. And because yeah. I know there's something later that, that, that you mentioned, but what were your parents' thoughts on, you know, your musical tastes or, you know, getting into that heavier? Did they have any thoughts? Did they know about it? Uh, no, not, not really. Um, my parents are pretty conservative. Okay. And uh, I went to a Catholic school, which tells you something about their, right. their parent parenting sure. right off the bat. Um, so, and, you know, I, I played uh, the Cheap Trick record uh-huh. ad nauseum um, <laughs> that uh, they had provided for me. Of course, you know, by this time, by the time I saw Killers, I, I had some some priests and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so they they knew about it but i mean comparing you know the cover of british steel to the cover of killers <laughs> right. is, yeah. is two different things absolutely you know? yeah absolutely uh, but yeah i i don't i don't think they they minded i don't think they they thought it was detrimental to me okay. at okay. all as that's far cool. as the music yeah that's cool they were open minded about it. i know i've heard some people that like you know my parents bought me some stuff when I was a certain age, like 13, 12 or 13. And, you know, and some people were just like, you know, they couldn't get it in the house. You know, they had to fight. Yeah. Know, they had to smuggle it in. <clears throat> that is not coming into this house, buddy. Right, right, right. Um, actually the guy whose Iron Maiden story come out in May has a story like that. <laughs> so, Oh, wow. There's, cool. there's, there's a part of that. So, um, so 1982, uh, you hear, you hear run to the Hills on the radio. You said, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. and at this point though, you had not heard anything by Iron Maiden, correct? No, not anything. Okay. Which, which was just killing me Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I wanted to hear it. So yeah, I was just, it, just, it was any other day, just a day, like any other day I was sitting in my room listening to KMET yeah. and, uh, Run to the Hills came on. Yeah. And I was yeah, I kind of, you know, perked up. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. And I started listening to it and I was like, holy shit, this is banging. I love this. Yeah. And you know, the song ends and they're like Iron Maiden. And I was like, that is that band. That's that band. Right, That's that right, band right. I saw. That's what they sound like. Yeah. I wonder if that song is on that record. Sure. Um, but I don't remember seeing, you know, run to the hills on that record as many times as I studied it incognito. <laughs> right, right, but, right. Uh, but I was like, that's that band, dude. They friggin' rock. I love them. Yeah. And, you know, that started my love affair with, with, uh, at least the early maiden <laughs> yeah. right then. So yeah. the next day at school, I, I, ran into my friend of course because right. we went to the same school <laughs> yeah. but i was like dude i heard iron maiden i heard that band on the radio <laughs> they friggin' kick butt yeah i want more of that yeah he's like he's like yeah no that's that's awesome I'm a, um they have my brother said that they have a new record coming out Ah, there you go. So I was like, yeah. So that's why, you know, that's why they were playing the single. Sure. And I was sure. like, dude, I need to get that record. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I, you know, I, I love it. It, it 
it really matches the cover I saw. Cause at this point I didn't know if it was sure on that record or not. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So we were stoked and he was a huge Aussie fan. Okay. He loved Randy Rhodes. Oh. Randy Rhodes was his, was his guy. Yeah. And so he, I mean, he liked Maiden and he had heard killers, of course, mm-hmm. you know, when his brother played it, I, I right. never heard it, but, <laughs> but, uh, but he was, so he wasn't, all that interested but he did you know give me the scoop on well my brother said there's a new record coming out blah blah sure, blah sure. so i was excited about that um interesting so yeah so you didn't hear it so you heard, okay you heard that on the radio but you'd said that you did not get number of the beast when it was out, obviously and you said i guess you just said look i was a kid i didn't have no money um yeah but you ended up getting a Sounds like you went to a store where they made shirts and got an well, iron on number of the beast shirt made well, <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, it was a, a head shop. Uh, I don't know what they call them nowadays, but it was a, a, a shop where they sold water pipes oh, wow. and, uh, and, and stuff like that on one side. And then on the other side, um, you know, you, there's no age limit um, as far as, entrance uh, you know on the on the one side where they sold all the all the naughty marijuana stuff oh okay okay uh you know you know bongs and pipes and right whatnot. right right yeah yeah yeah. you know you couldn't go on that side but, but it was the same business but they had two different entrances yeah so the other side had a bunch of uh hard rock paraphernalia they had posters t-shirts sure uh sweaters um they didn't sell any music. Okay. But they had everything other, you know, everything else other than music. Gotcha. Um, and it was funny. It was right across the street from my Catholic school, right across <laughs> the street from the church, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sin. That's funny. Know, we're selling sin right across the street. Come on over. <laughs> so, of course, us being, you know, little aspiring metalheads, yeah. we'd go there after school every day you know and check out the the posters and the shirts and everything else it was great i bought a uh, i did have a a little bit of money and i got this uh judas priest british steel necklace yeah it was like (laughs) it was a cheap you know it it was silver in color but but i doubt it was silver right Um, right but yeah it just it was a little necklace that had just the razor blade with the hand on it. So I thought I was the coolest person (laughs) in the universe when I got that. But um, we were not good kids. Sure. And a friend of mine, uh, not the friend that we've been talking about, but a different friend of mine knew that I loved Maiden Mm -hmm. because I, I talk about him incessantly and drive people crazy. Um, But that uh, person via five finger discount got me a cheap iron on front cover of a uh, number of the beast <laughs> uh, little ch- cheap t-shirt. It was yeah. gray yeah. in color. You know, all the other shirts were black, of course. Yeah. Um, all the Jews pre shirts and you know, whoever else Aussie shirts, but this one was gray in color and it was cheesy. It just had a, a cover of number of the beast 
just kind of really poorly ironed on. And boy, I wore the heck out of that thing. <laughs> I loved that shirt, but uh, you know, I had to be careful because I didn't want my folks to see it. Gotcha. Um, which my mom was down because obviously she had to, to launder it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, she she didn't have a problem with it. I just didn't want my dad to see it. That's but, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So that shirt, when um, actually we in nineteen must have been nineteen eighty four. I was graduating eighth grade from from the old Catholic school there, and we had a a trip uh, to Magic Mountain uh-huh. um, in Southern California. Uh, it was our our kind of graduation trip. So we were all stoked about that. And there was a small group of us that were little metal heads, probably about five, six of us. And, uh, you know, we we're excited about going up to, to Magic Mountain for kind of our last hurrah before we all scatter to different high schools and such. Sure, sure. So I, I wore that shirt proudly, but <laughs> I was, <laughs> but it, this was in, uh, in California, in, in Southern California, and it was probably in May, yeah. I would say. So it was probably, a you know, 100 degrees plus. Mm. So, of course, I wore just a T-shirt and cool OP shorts. Yeah, I remember with those. My, yeah, with my Starsky and Hutch Nikes, man, you know, the red, <laughs> the blue. Yeah. <laughs> the blue. Actually, no, I had the Starsky and Hutch nikes which i was very proud of but i had just gotten a pair of blue suede vans because mm-hmm. there was a van store uh by okay. where we lived and these were killer blue suede vans so i wore my cool op shorts and my my blue suede vans and my iron maiden t-shirt and i thought i was the crap man i thought i was cool <laughs> but I, I showed up in the morning and all my little group of friends were wearing blue jeans and a black t-shirt one of them had like a you know an aussie shirt my best friend had an aussie shirt of course yeah you know and then there was a kiss shirt and whoever else there i think one of them actually had a a a priest shirt okay so i was i was kind of like the odd duck (laughs) i was i'm wearing i'm wearing shorts and a gray shirt and they're all wearing blue jeans and black heavy metal shirts. That's funny. You know? So I was kind of an odd duck. And, of course, the first ride we go on when we get there is a water ride because it's 110 degrees. Right. And wouldn't you know it, those blue suede shoes, the dye just started bleeding <laughs> all over. So, I mean, I was leaving a trail of blue wherever I went. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that was awesome yeah so i was i was the odd duck that day that's hilarious uh, which is kind of the story of my life being an odd duck but yeah but sure anyway, sure we, we're all just, there that shirt conjured up that memory that that was a couple <laughs> years later but did, yeah that was that was fun did your dad ever see the shirt uh he did and what, and, what did he have uh, to say anything he he yeah he said get that I'd never want to see that shirt uh, again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, I kept it. 
naturally. Just didn't let him see it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. My, my mom still laundered it for me and I still wore it. I probably wore that shirt until it just disintegrated. Yeah. I hear you there. I hear you there. Because, you know, I was going to a Catholic school. I had to, to wear the uniform. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I had time to get out of the Catholic boy uniform, it <laughs> yeah. was it was that maiden shirt, man. Yeah, sure, Cause, sure. Because I was cool. I was the coolest kid on the block, of course, with my <laughs> maiden shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. Now you said you said you had a friend that had the number of the Beast album, though, and you said so when you were at his house or whatever, you got to hear it. Well, what do you remember hearing? Uh, what do you remember thinking when you were hearing it back then at his house? Oh man, I loved it right off the bat. Yeah. It was that same friend we were we were talk we were talking about with the brother. Uh, yeah, with the brother. Okay. So he, he actually this was his record. Okay. So we could <laughs> we could we could actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, by that time, um, he had a bunch of Ozzy and and you know other other good music, and yeah. so he had quite the record collection. But as soon as uh, number came out course he was the first one in line to go get it <laughs> so i ran over there after school and we listened to it and you know studied the the cover and studied the insert and and just played it over and over um and boy i i just loved it i love that record to this day i mean it, it is just oh it's a great record absolutely it is a banger and of course i didn't know that I, I should have known because of the pictures, of course, but I'm a stupid snot nosed kid. Sure. I, I thought Bruce sung on Killers too. Yeah, yeah. Could, you know, because I didn't, I just didn't, wasn't smart enough to put two and two together. You know, so I'm thinking, well, you know, this is the band. I, I didn't know about the, the singer change. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was quite interesting when I finally heard killers <laughs> yeah and then thought well that that that's a little different he sounds different here <laughs> yeah wow what a change well, but i mean i mean it was obvious i mean you yeah. look at the the names and the pictures but i just i never put two and two together well, for whatever I think, reason i think part of it is when we're younger and I, I mean i can remember the first moment that i had that was what i'm going to explain when we're younger like that we don't really you're, you don't realize how bands are and you don't realize that, Oh, okay. Well, you know, Oh wow. They, this is number that like number of the beats. Oh, they've already got a different guitar player than the first album. And, and now there's a different singer on the second album. And, and we don't, right. like, you think of it, like you said, you think it's a band and that's just the band. And I, I remember it was like 84, 80, like, and I was just like, kiss was the first band I was really digging into. And I can remember reading in like a circus magazine or something. And it said, kiss, uh, have added guitarist Bruce Kulick to their band. And I remember all I had at the time was maybe animalize and album after that. But I remember thinking, Oh wow, they're a five piece now. Like, cause I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, and, and for me personally, I thought Mark St. John, who played literally on one Kiss album, was in their band for maybe three or four months. I thought, well, he's he's always been their guitarist. Eric Carr's right. always been the drummer. I had no idea that anything had happened before that. It was just like, you know, so it's definitely a there's definitely a naive sense when you kind of first start learning about these bands and stuff like that. 
No, you're exactly right. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And for the longest time, I thought Killers was the first record. Right. I, I, yeah. I had no idea they had a, a, the debut record. Yeah. I just thought it was it was Killers was their first record for the longest time. Probably uh, freshman year of high school. Well, I know for a fact. Freshman yeah. year of high school is uh, is when I realized that there was an album before Killers. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I, I was a little metalhead and I, sure. I consumed as much as I could, but I didn't read the magazines or, gotcha. yeah. you know, really dig that deeply into it to know. And we didn't have I the just, internet to tell us anything either. No, so. of course not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I should have figured this stuff out, but <laughs> yeah, yeah Eventually. it is what it is. Yeah, just, a, just a punk kid. What can you do? Yeah. So so next year, the punk kid is listening to the radio again, and this is another year. So it's an back then it was another year. It, it boggles my mind to think that Iron Maiden released an album of material eighty, eighty one, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. Like five years in a row, they released an album with fresh material, toured it, and then still came out with another one. So so in eighty three, yeah. you heard a song on the radio. So what? happened and what song was it and what happened next well initially um when i i wrote in i said that it was the the trooper uh Uh that i heard but actually it wasn't i think it was flight of icarus that seems right that was the single yeah yeah it was it was flight of because once i started after i wrote you and then i started thinking about it i was like well no yeah. it was the fl- it was flight of icarus because i totally remember the song and how much i love the song but yeah so i i i totally um heard flight of icarus and again just friggin blown away and by this time i had moved um i moved in the in the summer of 84 i moved to uh fresno and uh i heard I, I think that that uh, the year is right. When did when did Peace come out exactly? Uh, Peace of Mind was eighty three. I want eighty three. Say- yeah. Okay. Yeah, May of eighty three. Okay, so I'm I'm a little off. So uh, yeah, I was still in uh, in L A. But yeah, <laughs> Flight of Icarus came out, and I was again just friggin' blown away, and just needed that record again. Sure. Just like just like the last one. Of course, I needed Number of the Beast, but I never got it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what I was spending my money on. Uh, I didn't have any money. Yeah. But, I don't have no way to get money when we're that age. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in this time, I had acquired a little, uh, not, not a boom box. It was actually a little tape deck with one speaker. It was like the tape deck was on oh, one yeah. side yeah, I remember and, then, <laughs> and then right next to it was one speaker and it, it was just the half a boom box. Of crap. Yeah. It was, it was a boom box. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, I acquired that, which was cool. Um, but I didn't have any tapes. Um, and you know, I wanted mm-hmm. all those tapes that my friend's brother had, yeah. but they didn't have the technology to tape. Uh, right. I'm sure the technology was out, but they didn't have it yeah. you know, to, to tape me some tapes. But anyway, I had this little cheap little piece of crap. I actually remember the name. It was, 
a brand called Randix. <laughs> Randix. Top but, of the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're still around. They're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I actually, you know, got enough money to get peace of mind. And that was the first uh, maiden tape or record or anything yeah. that I got was yeah. peace of mind. So I was stoked about that. And of course, you know, it sounded like, <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Sounded like crap in, in, that, <laughs> in my little Randix thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just played the crap out of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, because you know, you it, it's all you have. And to me, it sounded great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's when you, when I think back of, um, I remember being young and having some kind of actually probably just a little, almost alarm clock kind of radio. And I remember basically having an old fashioned tape recorder, you know, and waiting for a song to come on the radio and hit and record right when the song started to get the song on a cassette, just a random cassette. You know, I remember that had to be exactly back like, every you know 83 or so and um yeah yeah no i i was totally there same thing but the sound didn't bother you as much i mean like you weren't listening to it going oh this sounds terrible you're just like oh this is amazing man i'm listening to this on this thing here yeah no it was amazing and and yeah i did the same thing i'd you know i'd I'd always miss the you know first like I don't know, 10 seconds of the song. So when I go back and listen to the tape, it's always like one song ends and then the next song starts like 10, 20 seconds into it because <laughs> I didn't press record on time. Oh, so yeah, all my, yeah. All my tapes were choppy like that. Yeah. Actually, my uh, folks had a, like I was saying, a little stereo. Um, so <laughs> what I did was I had I had some priest records. Uh-huh. This is probably I don't know 82 or whatever. And so I I put the priest records on um their their little stereo and then I took the two stereo speakers mm-hmm. and just put them right together and then put my little Randix <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right up to the speakers and had a blank tape and then taped the priest records I had. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so talk about bad quality, man. Yeah, that that was like double crap sounding. But I loved it. <laughs> That's I, funny. I saw no, I saw no problem with it. I thought I was technically savvy right back then. I mean, yeah, look, just, whatever works, you know. Exactly. No, I dug it. It's better to have that than to have nothing. Exactly I mean, you, right. Eventually, you get something that, sounds better. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, I could listen to a, a tape a lot easier, mm-hmm. you know, than than a record. I didn't have to get up out of bed and oh yeah, you know, at night and flip the record over and all that. So yeah, I was stoked about that. I mean, it it, it sounded awful, but <laughs> so okay. So after a piece of mind's out, you have the cassette, you're really, really digging it. Did you have any songs that you, that stood out more? Like, I mean, cause obviously you heard fly to Vickers first on the radio. That was my, that was the kind of the song that when I heard it, I was like, Oh wow. Cause I thought, I thought they were going to be too heavy. 
you know, seeing Number of the Beast and seeing these album right. covers, I just thought they'll be too heavy for me. I just they're they're going to be one of these. I, I don't know, like almost like a Slayer type of band back then, and who was you know way heavier than anything else. And I just well, thought, of course, yeah. But I remember hearing Flight of Icarus and going, "Oh wow, this is definitely in my uh, wheelhouse," you know. So exactly, yeah. I of course when I first got the record, the Troopers stood out. And uh, they played that. I think that was probably the second single. And that probably came out before the record came out. I'm not sure about the timing, but yeah. But the Trooper, I was just all about the Trooper, of oh, course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back then. I mean, now I I think Revelations and and uh, Still Life are my, my favorites off that record. Okay. Um, but, but back then, it was definitely the Trooper. It was like, you know, where Eagles dare. And then the trooper that are just blast right in your ears and melt your face off songs, (laughs) you know, I mean, just classics. Oh yeah. You know, but as you get older, your, your tastes kind of, kind of change, but revelation revelations is my favorite song off that record. Okay. Okay. For sure. So, Eventually, you know, as I said, one year after the next, after the next, after the next. So 84 gets here and they come out with Power Slave. Um, when Power Slave comes out, are you like, hey, I'm getting Power Slave. I'm trying to get Power Slave release day. Are you that type of fan or are you just kind of like, cool, another Iron Maiden record eventually and you grab it when you see it? Yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. It, it- like I was saying, the summer of '84, I moved to uh, to Fresno, okay, and I was in a rear, real easy for me to say, bleh, <laughs> a rear, real rural, rural. That's that word. That's a weird word to say. Real rural area. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, I was kind of out there, and it was actually in Clovis, California. Okay. So it was, it was just uh, fields. Pretty much out there. Of course, now it's all houses. Of course, everything is but, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the only people I really hung out with, I was going into my freshman year of high school. Yeah. Um, so I and I just moved there, so I didn't know anybody. But the only people that I really bonded with initially were kids on my bus. Of sure. Course. Yeah. It was it was about a twenty minute bus ride. Uh, to school and of course you know we'd pick up people on the way Um, and one of my friends was just a huge Maiden fan oh cool yeah yeah he was he was the biggest Maiden fan I ever knew still to this day Um, but but yeah he he had you know all the Maiden records had them on tape um, had like rares that that he'd get at record shops or, or, uh, mail away for, mm-hmm. um, just, just had everything made in, in the whole world. So I kind of bonded with him and, and, uh, started listening to all the maiden stuff he could provide. And yeah. he made me tapes. And, you know, by that time I acquired a killer boom box. <laughs> it was awesome. It, it had, it had dual tape, dual cassette. It had lights that whenever, <laughs> whenever, you know, the, the music would play, the lights would, 
kind of flashing choreography to the the highs and lows of the music. It had auto reverse. Which oh, was awesome. I like it. Yeah, I like that yeah. when it had those. Yeah, you didn't have to get up and change the tape. Um, but yeah, it, I hung out at, with with that guy quite a bit. Yeah. And he he made tapes of all. And that's actually when I first realized that um that uh Killers wasn't their first record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he had the debut and I was like, "What? What's going on here?" <laughs> and then uh, you know, of course by that time I knew that you know, Paul Diano and Bruce Dickinson, sure. the difference there. But, but uh, actually, I, I didn't hear the debut record um, until I was a freshman in high school, and, and that kid had it. Okay. And he actually had uh, singles, and um, I think he had, like, Run to the Hills and single and uh, uh, maybe Women in Uniform, maybe, okay. if yeah. it was out then. But, but he had a bunch of different weird singles like colored um uh records colored singles oh or cool the, you know the vinyl was different color yeah, yeah he was he was totally into it i forgot your initial question because i just went off on a tangent but no that's okay you just talk about when power slave came out and how you kind of heard it and, and yeah yeah so power slave came out and and uh I, he of course he got it initially mm-hmm. right off the bat um i got it eventually but yeah, why I love that record. That it just it just hits you hard. And actually, that was my favorite Bruce era uh, record for quite a quite a long time. Okay. Just because it kind of has sentimental value. Sure. Um, and actually, about two weeks ago, when I started taking this deep dive in preparation for this podcast, um, it it's kind of moved moved down. Um, in my favorites, but still a great record nonetheless. But yeah, I, I got that, and I, I had uh, uh, that brand new kick butt boombox yeah. that I was so happy about. And I started like getting a lot of zits on my face. I was like, "What the heck's going on?" <laughs> and then I started, <laughs> I started feeling real crappy. And it turns out I had chicken pox man oh man yeah yeah which i had already had it as a youth yeah but well of course i'm still a youth but sure but um you know i'm a freshman in high school why do i have the chicken pox again yeah and of course the the second time you get it it's a lot worse okay so it knocked me out man and i had of course by that time i had a lot of uh, tapes a lot of different bands i was into of course priest but sure. i was really into accept and uh really into queen's reich and triumph i liked a lot you okay know, just all those bands of the time but uh at the worst part of the chicken pox is that obviously i was like barricaded in my room um but when i was feeling the crappiest mm-hmm. i put power slave in my boombox and of course it had the auto reverse and it just played probably three days straight just back and forth back and forth side one side two side one side two side one side because i was so sick i didn't want to get out of bed right to put in a new record or, or tape i guess i should say but 
I didn't want to get up to put in a new tape, you know, and I'm putting the calamine lotion all over me and sure. trying to keep up on it. And, and it was just a, just a mess, but yeah, for probably three days straight, I just listened to power slave <laughs> <laughs> both sides, just back and forth, back and forth every waking moment. I just never changed it. Yeah. I just kept it going, man. And it was, it was awesome. So that, that kind of has sentimental value. T- oh, sure. To me. Absolutely. You know, you'd, you'd fall asleep listening to the duelist or something. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, you know, you're really sick. So you're yeah. half asleep, half awake and listening to power slave and just thinking you're in Egypt and you sure. Know, yeah. Because the ambiance of that record is amazing and and how they got power slave to sound like you're in egypt like in a pyramid or something is amazing yeah. that's a ta- I mean, that's a talent that they have you know there's it is they uh there's something that they have about um th- they have some on the newer albums that uh give you a feel for being you know in the middle eastern you know kind of places and there's like they have a song about russia and that to me it gives a feel for russia it's like there's something special that those guys have you know with doing that yeah and i don't know what i don't know what it is but man it's just really cool it's really cool Um, yeah the mother russia song yeah 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 so and like like empire of the clouds you you think you're like in the Hindenburg or something yeah. floating around. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's so atmospheric. They have a really interesting way of doing. I mean, I don't know if it's because uh, if it's just because we're you're listening to it and you just kind of oh, it's about this. So you kind of and like you heard Power Slave all this time when you're younger and you get older and it's just like you know, like if I think about Egypt, I think of there's a big pyramid of Eddie there, you know? So, yeah, exactly. And, and you hear it and it's like, it's got that feel. So, I mean, I'm sure it's a little of both, but man, it's just, it really, they have a talent for that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It puts you right there. The atmosphere, the feeling, the riffs. I mean, it's amazing how they put that together. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, now you said you moved away. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure I am aware of this. When you were a freshman in high school, one night you snuck out of your house and yeah, I, you went actually, somewhere. Yeah, I, I did. I went somewhere big. <laughs> so yeah, but I want to know about this. I, I was in I was in Fresno and, and the rest of my family, I have a huge family. Okay. You know, we're Catholics. So we gotcha. have a, a lot of people. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. They, my uh family still lived in not my immediate family but the rest of my family still lived in southern california in the la area okay um so i I think it was probably it was and i don't remember and i've tried to rack my brain it was either a spring break or we just went down to visit the family sure i'm not sure which one I'd, i'd have to really think about it but anyway so we went down to visit the family and uh, of course, I hadn't seen my friend, my best friend uh, yeah. that we've been talking about uh, for quite a while. So we got down there and, and uh, I gave him a call, you know, hey, what's up? What's going on? Yeah. You know, what's happening? And he's like, dude, I'm going to the Iron Maiden concert tonight. 
Like, no way. That's badass. Yeah. Uh, and of course his brother was older and, and, uh, you know, had a driver's license and sure. whatnot. And he said, well, my brother's taking me and, you know, a bunch of his friends, but one of his friends can't go. Of course. And I was like, really? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> ask him if I could have the ticket. Can I yeah. have the ticket? Can I go? I want to go. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, all right, well, yeah, it's kind of a last minute thing. So hold on. Right. You know, and this is back in the old days where I was probably on a dial phone for. Oh, sure. Sake. Maybe, <laughs> so, maybe he had one of those cords that was like 80 feet long where he could walk around the whole house with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But he, he didn't have one of those. He just put the, put the phone down Yeah. and man, it was like the jury was out, man. I was going to see if I was going to fry in the electric chair or not because I was waiting. It probably took him, you know, three minutes to go find his brother and plead with his brother. But to me, it was like an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where's he going? Can I go? Am I going to go to a Maiden concert? This is awesome. Yeah. You know, so I'm just sitting there on the other side of the phone, you know, like an idiot, just salivating, waiting. Heart so he find- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he comes back and says, yeah, you can go. My oh, brother's man. not happy about it, but yeah, you can go. So I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, excuse me. Oh, shoot. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, how am I going to get? I have to get to your house. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to say I'm spending the night. This is going to be a whole production. Yeah. Um, so I asked my mom and she's like, yeah, you could spend the night, you know, go over there, whatnot. So yeah. I had my, my uncle uh, drive me over to my friend's house, which was quite a, a ways away, actually. So it sure. was really nice of him to drive me over. But he drove me over and uh, I, you know, I hadn't seen my friend in quite a while. So that was great. Sure. So I get out of the car and, and, uh, go knock on the door and my friend opens the door. And the first thing he says, is, why do you have a surfer shirt on? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was wearing, it was, it was, I remember it distinctly. It was a yellow shirt uh-huh. and the front had some kind of little logo of who the manufacturer of the shirt was. Like OP but or the, something. Yeah. Yeah. And the back had a big, like, Again, an, a crappy iron on of like a beach. Oh, God. I remember with, those. We, yeah. All the shirts were like that back then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It had like a beach with a surfboard, you know, and and some palm trees and whatnot. And, and he just looks at me funny. He's like, why do you have a surfer shirt on? <laughs> so immediately I was intimidated. You know, I'm a little snot nosed kid. You know, I'm that was the big living- brother that said that. No, oh, that, your friend, my, my, my okay, friend, okay, okay. you know, cause he's wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt, sure. of course. Yeah. And, and jeans and, you know, his big brother's like a, a big stoner, you know, has the long hair mm-hmm. and my friend by that time let his hair grow out. So he had the long hair and here I am, yeah. uh, you know, with short hair and a surfer shirt on. So immediately I was out of place and kind of felt apprehensive, Yeah, but, uh, it worked out okay, and then you know his brother came in, and I don't think his brother really liked me the whole time growing up anyway. So <laughs> you know, he came in and kind of rolled his eyes, and you know, like ugh. Sure. So you know, we all piled in the car, and of course, we were 
doing naughty things um, yeah. as far as smoking funny stuff and heading <laughs> yeah. out. So, so I was immediately just kind of freaked out. I'm with these older, yeah, older stoner guys, you know, and we're doing illegal things and, You're right. and I'm just sitting in the back seat, kind of just melting, you know? Right. Uh, so that I, I, I just felt intimidated. I feel felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still so excited. Yeah, I bet. I mean, we are going to the Power Slave Tour or World Slavery or whatever it was called. Yeah. At so, Long Beach Arena, you know, I, right? Uh, at Long Beach Arena. And it yeah. was the uh, Friday okay. one. Okay. Uh, I know they played four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. But it was this was a Friday. Okay. And, of course, we, we get there and I'm crazy out of my mind <laughs> where where were these seats at like where were y'all at in the vicinity of the stage well as soon as we got in uh the older kids took off they sure. were gone they, they they were they had friends they were meeting there gotcha you know everybody was under the influence i mean sure. they they just took off and my friend and i had nosebleed seats we were just way up Okay. You know, in the back of the arena. But you're which there. Was fine. But you're there. Yeah. At least we were there. I had no money. You yeah. know, I I was thirsty. You know, I had to go to the drinking fountain. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I had, had horrible cotton mouth. But I had to go, go to the drinking fountain. And, and you know, I, I was like, well, shoot, those people are gone. I've, I've been abandoned. You know, the people who brought right, me here right. are gone. What if I never get home? Sure. My mom doesn't know I'm here. What's <laughs> going on? You know, yeah. I'm high. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was just, it was, it was uncomfortable. Your mind was really say going. The, say the least. My mind was really going. I, yeah. you know, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Well, I was. Sure, sure. I was at a concert with older kids that I shouldn't have been at mm-hmm. i was under the influence of illegal drugs i was out of my element i was wearing a surfer shirt yeah yeah i mean and in 85 i mean i was way out of place sure everybody had you know blue jeans and and leather and you know a, a maiden shirt or a pre-shirt or yeah. a kiss shirt or whatever so I, I was just out. I was out of my element. But soon as the music started, you were back. Oh, it, it, I was back. It was rocking. The stage was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Sure. Yeah, it was a really amazing. Wild... And oh, they that... came out with a with a vengeance. It was just just pounding your 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 brain, just melting your face off right away, and it never let up. God, one of the best shows I've ever been to. Well, and, and something, you know, Maiden definitely has a reputation for being that way. But I would think that they would especially be doing their absolute best because they know that these shows are being recorded. Exactly. So that's yeah. really cool that you were at that. You you know, your voice is somewhere on Live After Death, possibly. <laughs> yeah, Probably not, because I was way up there. But you were just part of the yeah, roar. <laughs> I was, I was part of the roar. That's for <laughs> sure. And I, I love, man, I loved every minute of it. 
the, just the stage, the theatrics, because Bruce is is an actor as much as a as yeah. a musician. I mean, oh yeah, you know the the theatrics, the 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 on stage presence, the the, the hugeness of everything. Yeah, it was just amazing, just amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm, one of my fondest memories. Yeah, for that's sure. very cool. That is a very. I mean, that's. I didn't get to see him that early on. I had another, I had another f- three or four years to go. So, yeah, and it was kind of I just kind of stumbled into it, and uh, you know I was a Maiden fan, of course, but I didn't know where they were playing or sure, sure. you know, you know, I didn't have enough money to buy tickets anyway. Regardless, you know, as it turns out, they're going to play uh, Fresno a couple weeks later, but uh, which I didn't go, but. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I just kind of stumbled into the thing. I called an old friend, and it just happened. So, you know, right place, right time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, So next year, not next year, actually. It was two years later uh, after the two, after uh, Power Slave, two years after Power Slave. Somewhere in time is the next album that comes out. So I would imagine that as a Maiden fan – Getting to go and see that show, um, being a big fan before that, I would I would assume that that show just probably, I can't even imagine what it would have done. Just doubled your fandom at least, and just, it, it did. It did. It it just I was just all maiden all the time after yeah. that. I mean, because that was like the the greatest thing that ever yeah. happened to me. Because it and and it was so, you know hush hush like i'm I'm doing a bad thing (laughs) you know yeah yeah (laughs) you know i'm I'm going behind everyone's back that's really i mean that's you know i i snuck out i didn't really sneak out but i told my mom one night i was going to work and i was it would have been 89 when that happened i was going to work i said i'm going to work and me and my friend uh drove to dallas which was about an hour away and we went and saw a concert you know so nice <laughs> yeah it was it was the cult so um it was pretty cool you're, you're a rock and roll rebel man heck yeah i'll tell you no <laughs> lies <laughs> and it was well worth it i'm sure oh, um, it was it definitely was so <laughs> yeah we all do things like that when yeah we that's, that's i mean yeah it's it's one of those things when you're a kid it's just my thing was it was a school night i wanted to go to a concert i'm like look i work i go to school i do what i'm supposed to do let me go to a concert she said no and i was just like and i remember just being like oh well i gotta work tonight and left the house and i remember getting home and she was up and and she was like well why are you getting home so late i'm like um i didn't go to work i went to a concert (laughs) and i told her and she was she was mad but I never heard oh, from you spilled the beans. Yeah, I never heard from my dad on it. You know, so that means she must have uh, kind of like with the uh, washing the number of the beast shirt your mom did for you. You know, exactly. She, so, so when somewhere in time ends up coming out, uh, you get it. It's it's obviously different. I don't know if you you might would have heard wasted years on the radio beforehand, but I um, did. What yeah. what do you remember thinking? Because this is, and I'm really interested to hear your take here because a lot of people's take on somewhere in time. Was and as a priest fan, obviously, you know, with Turbo, uh, Maiden and Priest, they're the biggest ones that you really ever hear about that went and used guitar synths on their new albums. Right. And with Maiden, 
you hear that, you know, it, you started, I mean, it literally, it, the album opens and all of a sudden it's, I don't remember it ever bothered. I didn't think anything of it when I heard it. I, I mean, I was brand new. This was my first new album as a fan. So, but as someone who had been following them and kind of into them for a few years at that point, what did you think when you heard it? Well, it's funny because Wasted Years doesn't have any right. sense on it. It's the one song. Yeah. So, yeah. So, of course, that's the single. <laughs> so, it, it comes out and, you know, the opening uh, guitar part mm-hmm. just sh- friggin' shreds. Mm-hmm. So, I, I loved it right away. I, I thought, man, this is great. You know, and uh, I don't know if Turbo was out before then. Mm-hmm or not but um i remember i remember thinking on turbo i was i was so disappointed i just thought oh this is crap but (laughs) (laughs) well especially following (laughs) screaming for vengeance and defenders of the faith oh well exactly yeah it's it's like the point of entry you know in between Mm -hmm. uh you know uh, british steel and screaming for vengeance but anyway so um i heard wasted years and and i thought well that's a great song this is going to be awesome i'm happy Mm -hmm. about it of course i didn't go right out and get it when it was released but my friend did yeah uh and so i went over there and he bought it on record and tape because he's one of those kind of guys which is cool but i went over there and and of course the opening song kind of opens with kind of the synth Mm -hmm. stuff um which i wasn't too happy about um i'm not a huge fan of that record i think wasted years is pretty good Mm -hmm. uh deja vu is pretty good i like that just because i like the the tempo yeah um but overall i it it never really caught me okay um i i listened to it and actually I, i bought it i bought it on tape and to be totally honest, that is the last Maiden uh, music I bought. <laughs> oh man, okay. So. I, I bought I bought you know all the CDs. You know after. Oh, okay, you mean that's the last cassette you? Have. Okay, that, I got gotcha, you. That, gotcha. That's well, well, that's the last year or the last record. I the bought. last I have album all... purchase at all ever. Y- yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I have. I, I as I got older and when CDs came out, I got. Um, you know, all the, the first records up to Power Slave on CD. Gotcha. Um, but I never bought anything after that on CD. But, but okay. yeah, that, that, so that's the last album I actually bought, if that makes sense. You know yeah, 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 yeah. It does. It does. It does. So, and okay, go ahead. I don't know what I was going to say. Go ahead. No, okay. Well, <laughs> So obviously is, is, well, is the, is the tour that you saw, is that the only show you've ever seen Maiden on? No, I, I actually went to the Somewhere in Time tour in Fresno at Selland Arena. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I, uh, of course I went with my friend. Yeah. Uh, that was the, the biggest Maiden fan in the history of Maiden fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually about, uh, probably 20 years ago, mm-hmm. he found God. Yeah. And threw away all his heavy metal records oh, and put man. into a dumpster. Oh, man. Oh, and man. Uh, joined a uh, – he played bass because of Steve Harris, of course. Sure, sure. And, and joined a uh, uh, 
kind of a religious rock band, a, a Christian Christian rock band. Sure. And uh, about five years ago, he moved to Florida for political reasons. But anyway, huh? Okay. Um, what, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you said you oh, went yeah, and saw the, the Somewhere in Time tour. Yeah, so we went and saw the Somewhere in Time tour. Um, but I'm I'm a bad person, and I visited Mr. Timothy Leary before I went, so I was kind of tripping out the whole time. But oh, it was no. it was great. I, I re- <laughs> yeah, the the stage was melting, which was really cool. Oh man, but I bet. It, it, no, it, it was it was a uh, it was a great show. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, live, you're in the moment. Oh sure, sure. It, the the synth doesn't bother you yeah. as much and and actually it doesn't really bother me that much it's just i i think they kind of took a, a different route yeah starting there but especially the next record you know <laughs> uh, seven sum but but there they kind of started getting away from me yeah um but a great show a great yeah. show i yeah. mean the maiden always puts on a great show you know, I go to shows like we went to a show in 19, 2019, that was their Legacy of the Beast tour. And there were people there that you could tell that probably around Seventh Sun, just you could tell that was their era. That's where they were done. So, right, right. Yeah. You know, anytime Maiden played something from an album from the 2000s or anything past 92. You know, because most people know Fear of the Dark, the song, and, you know, and, and it's it's a good live song. So most people get into it because it's a fun song and singing and all that. But you could tell, I mean, when they were playing stuff that these guys that was past 92, I mean, these guys were just sitting down. <laughs> and I was just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I get mad about it. But then again, like we, I told you before we started, you know, kind of getting onto the actual recording here, there's certain bands that I just, like let me just like say Black Sabbath. I like the first what, six Aussie albums that they did. You know, I mean, f- from Black Sabbath to Never Say Die, however many there are of those. I think there's right. maybe seven or eight. But yeah. whatever it is, I like the Aussie albums. With but really after that, I don't care what they did. And and even though what they did was just they were nothing like what Maiden did. Where Maiden had like three singers over the span of forty years. You know, Black Sabbath had you know, a different singer on three different albums in a row, I think at one point. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. so, but, but I, you know, but I understand when I, when I see him there, it annoys me because this is my favorite band and I love Iron Maiden and I, I like every album. I can have a pretty decent discussion on any album you name, you know, so, but at the same right. time, but, but that doesn't make me more of a fan because if somebody likes, like I was, I was talking to my wife about this earlier about you in particular, I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to this guy tonight. I'm not sure how it's going to go because, you know, he kind of, his fandom kind of ends really early. And I said this, it's, but I said, I mean, I said, it'll be an interesting conversation because it's just different. And I said, but if someone likes five Iron Maiden albums and that's it, six, eight, six, six albums, and that's it, that doesn't make me more of a fan. I just, I'm just been a fan through all, I just like different stuff that they do and, you're more, you know, someone else is more concentrated and, and there's nothing right. wrong with that because if someone, someone could love, uh, let's say someone could love one Iron Maiden album. Like, let's just say they had number of the beast and they thought everything else was crap. 
if they love Number of the Beast, they go, oh man, I love it. They could say, I love Iron Maiden. Like in, instead of focusing on going, oh, I don't like anything else, but they can just go, I love it, man. I love, I love Number of the Beast. And, but they can still say they're an Iron Maiden fan. It's just, of course, you know, so I don't, I don't take a, I don't take a, it, you know, because it's my favorite band, I take a little bit more of a, uh, of a guarded side with it, you know, and I try to be a little right. more protective of them and all that, I guess, in a way, but oh, it's really not that big a deal. But so, so let me ask this. Okay. Cause I know that you said this, um, seventh. Okay. Well now how many more shows have you seen by Iron Maiden after somewhere in time? That was the last show. Okay. Okay. So, so, yeah. so when seventh son came out, did you, did you even listen to it? Did you hear it from somebody or, uh, yeah, uh, I, I listened to it and I, I was just, I was out by then, but okay. I just, some of the songs are too long. It's just overproduced. I okay. don't, I don't like the sound of it. If that makes sense. I, I just think it it's kind of too slick and it, it, it it's kind of happy. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, I'm not a fan a, of certain it, happy things. That's for sure. It, it's a, it's a happy record. Yeah. I mean, every song, I mean, regardless of what Bruce is singing about, yeah. what, regardless of the subject, it just sounds happy to me. <laughs> it's just really slick. It's just overproduced. Um, okay. So it, it never really, it never really caught me. I, I do love the clairvoyant though. Okay. Okay. It's my so you would say clairvoyant is your favorite song off off of that album. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just because it's it's a straight up banger, man. I okay, mean, so they do have have kind of the 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 typical Maiden stuff, you know, when it when it starts and kind of the the guitar mini and yeah. and all that, but but pretty much it's a banger. So I do like that song. Okay, okay. Um, and now that you know, I knew I was coming on here and I took a deep dive. I mean, there are some great songs on every record. Sure. And I was, you know, I was, I was, I was wrong in saying it's all crap. Cause it's not, <laughs> it's, you know what? That's, that's like somebody saying like, there's certain bands out there that I'm trying to think of one off the, off the top. Like I know, you know, my podcast has an official um, politician and one band that he likes. Uh, I have to, mention him that he likes them because this is one of the bands that it's like very it was for at least a while it was the very popular thing to say you hated nickelback right oh of course like well, everybody still, hates nickelback but I, it's still popular to hate right nickelback. <laughs> and, and i'm not I, I couldn't say i'm a fan of them by any means but i've heard a few songs by them that i'm like that's a damn good song you know, I mean, I don't hate them. I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate them. I don't like them. I'm just, just, I'm just indifferent more or less, but, but right. it's, it's easy to, um, to take a band, like for someone to go turbo sucks by priest, right? Hey, there was a time. Cause you hear one song, you hear parental guidance or something and you go, man, that just sucks. That turbo sucks. Iron yeah. Maiden has an album like this called fear of the dark. People hear the song fear of the dark and they go, Man, Fear the Dark, that's one of my favorite albums, but I'm like, you're basing it off of one song is what you're really doing because that's a pretty crappy album by Maiden standards. You know? Actually. Oh, is, go ahead. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. That is that is my sixth favorite Maiden record right after Power Slave. 
So I, I Fear of the Dark. I love Fear of the Dark. Out of all the records post okay. Power Slave, that is absolutely why why one hundred percent my favorite. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 hold on. I, 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 you said this to me recently. I'm pretty sure on on an email. You're saying. Normally, I ask everybody. Um, so you're saying, <laughs> hold on. You're telling me right now that. Let's say you got, I'm not going to put these in any particular order for you, but just let's say you got Killers, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave. And right behind that is Fear of the Dark. Fear of the Dark. You bet your butt. In order yes, of. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Tell me, just tell me uh, why you like it. Well, what is it that makes it? Because you said you've listened to all of their albums all the way through Senjutsu, I take it? Yes. Okay. So you've listened to everything. Deep dive. Why? It, what made? What makes that your favorite of of everything past? Uh, of everything past uh, Power Slave. Well, because it has the best songs, in my opinion. They don't mess around. I mean, the longest song on this record is the title track, and that's little over seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're bangers. They get right to the right to the point. There's none of these these uh, what I call UTIs. Which is uh, unnecessary track intros that <laughs> that sound like pee and and give you an infection. Oh, but, <laughs> oh, Jay. Oh, but, Jay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting. But yeah. yeah, they get right to the point. I mean, Judas, be my guide. Be quick or be dead. From here to eternity. What? I mean, from here to eternity. I love that song. Oh my. Okay. Okay. I mean, hey, you know, we all have our own taste. That's 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 fair. But my favorite off this record is Wasting Love by far. And you, okay. You I I'll say this. I don't hate that song. I think I think it's a pretty cool song. You know, I don't mind it. I know there's a there's a certain element in Iron Maiden fandom that doesn't appreciate that song because it's just it's it's basically an Iron Maiden power ballad, which is really an odd thing. But well, yeah, Iron Maiden does not do ballads well. You told me in an email <laughs> that Wasting Love after the album Power Slave is your favorite Iron Maiden song after Power Slave. 100% correct. Oh, oh my God. Uh, and, and I want to say this. Jay gave me permission to take liberty with his uh, statements here, he 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 told me he was cool with me, kind of you know, not I don't have to be like you know prim and proper and going oh well that's that's okay you know that's cool I, I'm allowed no, to I'm allowed to have some fun with it so prim and proper is boring yeah yeah nobody likes prim and proper yeah come on so give it to me bring it on <laughs> I'm just I'm just blown away you're saying this is your favorite album but you also have heard uh, the apparition and chains of misery and. Uh, well, you said from here to eternity. I would throw that one out there too, but um, by well, I have little little notes here. The apparition I wrote filler. Okay, what about uh, chains of misery? Chains of misery. Uh, well, I have my own little sayings. So um, I wrote group yell sucks. Great riff, <laughs> great vocals because 
the main thing about this record is Bruce's vocals. Okay. It's raspy. It's raw. You like that. Uh, he, I, I like the raspy and I like the raw. That's why I like Paul so much. That's why I like okay. Paul better than Bruce, yes. actually. Um, and I think on Fear of the Dark, Bruce gets closest to what I like as far <laughs> as the raspiness, yeah. as far as the, the rawness. And I think that's – although he does get pretty high on Wasting Love. Yeah, he does. Um, I I, I just like the the mellowness. I like the the kind okay. of a little bit of rasp he gets. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that part, but but yeah. Um, so let's okay. see. Okay, so oh, go ahead. No, that's okay. I, that's 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 enough to say about that album. It's it's uh, <laughs> my 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 opinion of all the Bruce albums. That is easily. I mean, I, I, you've heard me. That's easily my least favorite. Uh, do oh, yeah. I do I hate it? Absolutely not. I it's an Iron Maiden album, and even songs like From Here to Eternity, even songs like uh, The Apparition, Weekend Warrior. There's certain things that I can find in those songs. Every one of them, I can find something that I'm just like, I love that part, you know. So, yeah. and it's, it's Maiden. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can say. Like 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 with Priest earlier, we were talking, and you know, with like a Ram It Down or a Pain, uh, not Painkiller, obviously, but uh, with the uh, I want to say Parental Guidance, Turbo, those two albums. You know, I mean, I'm sure that as a diehard Priest guy, you probably appreciate something about those albums, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. And as yeah, a, and as you age, you kind of appreciate more. So I think exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just love that record. I think almost every song is one of my favorites <laughs> as far as the whole catalog. I mean, um, oh, I don't I don't care about uh, "Afraid to Shoot Strangers." I know a lot of people love that song, but I think it just yeah this the the opening again a UTI. I mean, just get to the friggin' song already why do you have to do all so, this so can i be would it be fair to say that something that you you appreciate are quick songs you just you don't want a song that's like a 10 minute song you don't like the long intros and the long outros and things like that i'm gonna gather i don't okay yeah i don't okay yeah, that's, I, that's fair. I, just, I just i just want them to get get to the song i mean that makes once sense you, what, on the newer stuff you know once you get into the song yeah the songs are pretty good yeah but i just can't wait that you don't long. you don't want the pomp and circumstance I, of it all so i i i that don't makes sense want, i don't want the unnecessary intros i i just they bore me okay. it's a it's a formula that i don't appreciate i i just think it's overblown and like like the final frontier yeah the last one two three four five songs Oh no! The last five oh, songs. Don't say it, Joe. Are, <laughs> they, 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 they're UTIs, man. No, Jay. They're Look, un, unnecessary star, track. Starblind and the Talisman. Oh, and I like the man who would be king too. Yeah, those three, especially. I mean, I like the man who would be king, but Starblind and the Talisman. Oh, those are majestic. Why do they have to do that? It. It, Just it, like, it, start the song, man. Nah, it's like, but it's like you said, it's a formula. It built like to me, 
it builds something. It's 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 you know. And are they look? I'll, I can totally agree. Are they a little? Are they too long sometimes? Sure. But I think it's something that I grew into as a Maiden fan because it's like either you either like it or you don't. Just like you're saying. And I grew into just like you know what? If this is what Iron Maiden is, at, at a certain point, I decided I like it. I I don't mind the long intros at all. I kind of prefer them to be honest. I just think it's it gives it, the, and the intros are so good. <laughs> so, yeah, they they all sound the same to me. I mean, I know there yeah. there there are subtle differences. Sure, but once they start, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that sounds exactly like the last song, which sounds exactly like this mm, one song. Yeah, I can understand that. Just times. like that song. I mean, once like I said, once the the songs start, there's some some really good bangers in there. But like you were saying, it's a formula, and yeah, I just yeah. I just don't like the formula. I mean, unfortunately, and that's, you know, and that, that definitely is a fair, you know, it's fair because if you don't, as a Maiden fan, like I can remember there was a time probably, let's see, you know, fear of the dark was 92. Uh, the X factor was 95 and I was still on board, but around that time, it just life went a different direction for me. And, and it was a bunch of years. It was probably. 15 years where, you know, I really wasn't listening to Maiden much. Occasionally, you know, I'd listen to an old album or something. And it was around uh, 2010, around the final frontier, when I started really getting, I want to say it was nine, 2009, but 2000, that era, I started getting back into the band. And it took me a while to come to grips with some of that kind of stuff because, you know, Bruce definitely sounded different too. He, right. And I've grown to I've grown accustomed to you know the differences. I mean, he's an older guy. It happens to all of them. Um, and I re- and I got to where it at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I like the way he sounds anymore. And then I once I kind of got to where it it's like anything when you hear it the first time, it grows on you really quickly, and you're like, you love it. And I got to where I loved it, and it, the song's length didn't bother me because I was like, I just love Iron Maiden and like the Talisman, even though it's got like a three minute intro. Once it kicks in, oh man! Like, I mean, I get it. I definitely understand what you're saying. So, but I don't agree with it. But I do. I mean, hey, we all have our own taste too. So I get it. Yeah, it's just it's just per- personal preference. But like you said, once they kick in, yeah, they're good songs. Yeah, I just I, I just can't get past it, man. So I'm gonna do this in a different order, because um, usually I end the episode with, you know, tell me your favorite song off every every album. Um. Quick, real quickly. I told you earlier that I had to get off at a certain point, but that changed, so I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I have okay. a little I have a little extra time here. Um, All right. So I'm gonna go through the albums starting with uh, somewhere in time, and we're gonna work our way down to through Senjutsu, and I'm gonna we'll discuss them a little bit, and at the same time, I'm gonna have you tell me your favorite because you told me you've listened to everything. And then at, I have. The, at the end, we're going to go up to the albums that you love, and then you can tell me your favorites from those albums. So that okay. way, yeah, that- kind of be like ending on a high note. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, so somewhere in time, I'm, uh, I would guess that I know which one you're going to say here, but what would you say is your favorite song from somewhere in time? Oh, Wasted Years for sure. Okay. Okay. And, okay. and actually, that would be a good 
a, a good game to play is you guess my favorite from each record. You know what? That's a fun, that's, I like that. I like that. It, it's, it's not hard to do. I'm pretty easy. I think to read. I, I think I have a way, I think I have a way that I'm going to try to work this already. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, so seventh son, you already mentioned the clairvoyant. Yeah. And, and that does have a little, a couple elements that are, kind of the new formula that I don't really dig. Yeah. But the song itself gotcha. is great. Okay. So, and I want you to, I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to ask you on the next album because this is one that's got multiple songs, but you know, let me take, I'll take one stab at it. Um, I'm going to guess on, uh, I'm going to guess for a no prayer for the dying that you're, I'm just going to say mother Russia. <laughs> oh, no, boy. that's too long. Too long. It's not even five minutes. Yeah, it's five minutes and thirty seconds. But I, oh. I just can't. I just can't get into it. Even I that mean, long I, of an intro bored you? Yes, the the intro is too long. That's where the Russian feel is. You get that Russian feel kind of to start. It's like just something really different. You know, it, it makes you feel like like you're there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a brilliant song. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a great song. And the atmosphere of it, the, sure. the way they they make you feel like like you're actually yeah in red square or something you sure know, it, it is really cool yeah um of course hooks in you oh no no i'm just kidding, okay man. thank you i, I wanted to, to get your go I was, I was about to say matt matt's gonna have a field day with that <laughs> hooks in you actually is my second favorite Ooh. song on this record Ooh. and it's straight up because of the cowbell okay I love cowbell okay but but holy smoke i gotta tell you I need more cowbell. <laughs> holy, exactly. Okay. Holy more, smoke. More cowbell. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, holy smoke. He's like, <laughs> that skit. He's like, uh, he goes, you got to want that cowbell. <laughs> he comes in and goes, uh, don't you think he's going a little hard on the cowbell here? He's like, maybe a little, but I got to tell you, Gene, you're going to want that cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell I, I like the half shirt yeah, yeah his stomach his gut sticking I mean, out yeah that's his funny. gut sticking out and he's like oh, hitting gosh. the cowbell classic yeah. dude classic <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about go to youtube and find saturday night live um what's the skit called more cowbell or look up probably more don't cowbell. fear the don't fear the reaper or whatever it's got a uh, what is it? What's the Will Ferrell and what? What's the yeah. uh, What's the actor that does uh, the 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 character? And the, uh, oddly enough, he says, "I am famed producer." Do you remember what his name is? Uh, the actor. Uh, well, a the or, actor, but do you remember what the name of his character was? I I do not. Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> Oh right! Yeah, you're right. That <laughs> yeah. yes, because he I says, "I do remember that." I do remember that, but I can't remember. Uh, uh, what's the character? Such a such a great actor. Yeah, I, mean, but I, I can't think of his name. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. I'm drawing a blank yeah, right now. That's okay. That's okay. But yeah, it's a great but skit. Great skit. He's yeah. he's he's very distinctive. His voice is very distinctive. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll think and before we end. We'll probably remember. So Quinn does a great impression of him too. I just <laughs> I'm, I'm I just can't think of his name right now. Yeah, yeah. Drawing a blank. Too so, much going on. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Fear of the Dark, I think you said Fear of the Dark's your favorite already? Or no? No, 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 no. You want me to guess. Uh, oh, I hope it's not from here to eternity. Is that what you said? 
No, no, no. Never no. mind. You said wasting love. Forget it. Of I'm never, course. I'm yes. sorry. I'm I'm trying to. I'm in my mindset of trying to guess things. So, okay. Now, yeah, it, oh. wasting. I I just I I love that song. I mean, it's a top ten maiden song for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you've and only from here to eternity. It, it sounds like when they get into the groove, it, it sounds like uh, it's not love by Dawkins. Hmm. I don't know that if I've part, ever thought it, it, it always reminds me of that Dawkins song, It's Not Love. I don't know. I don't hear it, but but just like the Okay. Anyway, to gotcha, my ears. Gotcha. But, yeah, I got you. Know, you. I, I'm I'm a weird effer. <laughs> because I love I love wasting love as you know. But, sure. So don't pay attention to my views. So do you do you really like the gang vocals? Like you know, chains of misery, hell ain't a bad place. You like that kind of stuff? Hell, hell is from, is here, from here, here to eternity. eternity. So do you uh, like the way their I, gang? Because I don't like the way their gang vocals sound. Yeah, and that would put you off. Uh, yeah. Of this record, right off the bat. Yeah, it does. I, I think. That. I think here it works um, for some reason to my taste. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of gang vocals, okay, okay. but on these songs, yeah, uh, it works for me. Well, it's, I mean, like, it's like with ACDC, like you listen to that ACDC Power Age album and it's like, or Power Age. I mean, they, they nail gang vocals cause it's just quick and easy and seamless. Yeah. And Iron yeah, Maiden just it, didn't do, I want to hear Bruce. I don't want to hear. Right, the rest of them. But yeah, on on here for some reason it 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 works for me. Okay, it really so, does. So next up we have X Factor, and oh, before before I get into uh, your favorite song, uh, quickly, um, what are your thoughts on on the change of vocalists here? I have a feeling I know where this will go, and I'm not really wanting to hear it. But what do you think? Uh, like, what do you think of Blaze Bailey being in the band? I think uh, Blaze is a great performer, okay. and I, I hope he's doing a lot better. He just had the surgery, so right. I, I, I hope he's going to recover, and yeah. everything's going well for him. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the... Yeah, <laughs> but, but. Uh, not, my, not my favorite. I just think it, there, it, it lacks power. Yeah. I mean, Bruce is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, he fills the arena and, and I've I've seen live clips of Blaze. Yeah. You know, in big arenas and whatnot and it just and he does well live. It's just on the record it for some reason doesn't translate. Yeah. I mean, to me it's just it's lacking power. I just I just want more. I want more power. I want more depth on some of the songs it just sounds like he's he's drowning yeah you know he's he's like a wash in the ocean uh trying to grasp for air and just going under half the time i just that's the picture i get on some of the songs when he's trying to hit certain notes and and stuff i mean god bless him yeah he's great and it worked it's just not my favorite I'll, I'll say this. This is something. This is a conversation that Matt and I have. We've had more than once, and we actually had this a few days ago. Is when Blaze got into Iron Maiden, they got him because they liked Blaze, and 
when they got Blaze into the band, they basically took everything that they liked about him and said, okay, now we don't want you to do any of that. We want you to do this instead. And they, oh. re- it's really bizarre because, and, and this is the weirdest statement that we were discussing. I was like, this is the most strange statement to make, but Iron Maiden really held Blaze back. But the career boost that he got from being an Iron Maiden has allowed him to be a solo artist and he learned a lot and he, his music now is just fantastic. But he was, Bruce was allowed to be Bruce when he got into Iron Maiden. Blaze was not allowed to be Blaze because he was trying to fulfill some sort of, you know, I think they got him in with the best intentions, but it just, yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's too bad. It, it is. It's, it's, he got, you know, no one's going to turn that gig down. Even if he told, got told that up front, look, I know right. this is the way you are, but you're, you know, I'm going through a divorce. I'm really depressed right now. Uh, it, music's changed. We're going to try to do something that's heavier and darker. And, and he's like, um, I'm in Iron Maiden though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in Iron yeah. Maiden. Okay. I mean, who's going to turn that down? Nobody. So, exactly. You know, and, and I think, I think the, the mixing, the production didn't do them any favors either. Yeah. That was their first album without their, you know, producer since killers basically. So exactly. So it yeah. was, it was and, a lot of stuff it, that, that affected that. And it shows. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's, I like, you know, there's some good songs. I just think overall the lack of energy and a lot of the cho- songs for some reason, uh, come across as kind of choppy okay. for me, kind of like debt, you know there yeah it's hard it's hard to get into a flow yeah with this record because a lot of the songs are really choppy at least to my ears and i don't think he has the best phrasing yeah i don't know i don't know who wrote all the vocals or not i think some of these were written the lyrics were not written by him and he you know whereas bruce could have gotten away with certain phrasings yeah i think that blaze didn't they were different, you know, so he just didn't have it. Yeah, I get you there. Yeah, yeah, the phrasing is 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 off to my ears. But anyway, the second longest song on this record is The Unbeliever. Uh-huh. And although it has a lot of the things I dislike oh my about gosh. The, the Modern Maiden, yeah. I I love that song. That's your favorite one? Yeah, I think it has really cool changes. Very I mean, cool. it's it's a it's a lot of the 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 great repeater, as I call it. Um, yeah, they the did great a- repeater. Ooh, ooh, you know the platter song. They do, <laughs> they do that a lot, um, and and there's a lot of that going on. But I I, I like that song. Um, you know who's gonna you know who's gonna like your opinions. Who's that? Bruno McDonald. <laughs> Bruno's yeah. going to appreciate you. I guarantee you. You're, he's going to you're he's going to hear your story, and I guarantee he's going to be like, I, I don't even want to try to pretend to do Bruno's voice, but he'd be like, "This is the best story I've heard yet. <laughs> this guy knows this what he's talking about. Best story I've heard yet. Yeah, you know he hates somewhere in time, pretty much. So, <laughs> so. yeah, I, I don't hate it, but but you did say that uh, you did say Deja Vu was a good one, and he hates Deja Vu, so maybe he won't say that. I don't know. But the unbeliever, wow, that is that is surprising. So I'm guessing that I'll be able to guess your favorite song from Virtual Eleven. All right, shoot. 
because it is the second shortest song in Iron Maiden's catalog, I think. <laughs> I think it's you the got it. it's the shortest song with lyrics, I believe. Uh, Future Real, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Be- okay. And and I I wrote a note here um, because it's short. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. So, but you know, lightning strikes twice. Yeah, is it has a good groove. Okay. I mean, when, once you get into the groove, it just get into the groove. But <laughs> y- I mean, y- you have to get there. Yeah. But yeah, those are the two. Okay, I'm I'm struggling now. I'm I'm looking at Brave New World, and I know that um great a, album. Yeah, I love it. I think it's it's one of my it's definitely in my top five. It's let me. I think it's definitely in my top five, four, three. It, I think it might be top two for me. So, wow, yeah. I have it number number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, <laughs> number nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great record. I'm guessing. Let's see here, because mm, there's a lot of long songs on this. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna. I think this is gonna be the quickest one that gets in and out. Is probably the Wicker Man. Yeah, not a huge fan. Okay. I, I I like the song. It has really oh, it? good vocals. I know what it is. But then. I, I I love Fallen Angel. That's what I was gonna say. I think that's the next shortest song. Yeah, and it's not just because of the time. I mean, you know, maybe I've given the wrong impression. the The time doesn't matter as much as the unnecessary intros matter to me. Okay. Gotcha. But, but yeah, but fallen angel, I think is a banger and I think it's a great song and actually one of my favorites from the new era. I mean, there's no BS. It just gets right to it. It's a banger. It gets you in, gets you out. Great riff, great song. Yeah. I, I, I love that song. It's a great song. So would you say that if a song has a, has what if it has no intro but it has a long outro? Yeah, I mean it depends on the <laughs> flow. It depends on the flow of the song. Yeah, I mean I I don't know how to explain it. I, I mean, and we. And I, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to see. Not if, making, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, see if I can probably, pin you down somehow, and I'm, I haven't haven't figured it out yet. So that's okay. Yeah, well, I haven't figured it out either. I just know. <laughs> yeah. I just know that I don't like the unnecessary intros. You I mean, like what you like. Are, I get there, it. There are, are intros that are necessary to the song and that add to the song and the sure. atmosphere and whatnot. But what gets me is the unnecessary intros that they just, it seems like they just put there for no reason other than to have a long intro. Yeah. It doesn't add to the song. It doesn't add to the atmosphere. It doesn't mean anything. You okay, know, those okay. are the ones that I that I dislike. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like again, it, I guess it comes down to taste because, like, to me, I love the way I, they all mean something. I guess, but yeah, it's a formula as well. So, so yeah, exactly. Now I'm looking at the next album, and I'm kind of wondering because there's multiple songs on here that just kick right in and get right to it. Um, I'm gonna guess for Dance of Death that your favorite song is Rainmaker. Uh no. I have a but number yeah, two. Yeah, that 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 is a short one. And my notes say uh it's a good song, but nope. Are you gonna go with Montsegur? 
Monsignor is my second. I have I have my three favorites for every album, but okay. my favorite on this is New Frontier. I, I had that one in mind too, but I was like, to me, of the songs I named, well, I like Monsignor the best of those three, but I like Rainmaker a lot too. It's a good, fun one. Yeah, yeah. New Frontier, I just like it. It's it's no BS is what I wrote down. Good okay. riff, good tempo. I like the tempo of it. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. There you go. Yeah, I, I I like that song. Okay, okay. There's a the one thing really cool about New Frontier. I'm not a big fan of that one, but whenever he's coming in for the guitar solo, you can hear his guitar. It's like, like it comes, yeah, it comes screaming no. in. It's really cool. It's really that cool. is killer. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of that song. Yeah, that is my favorite part. <laughs> and it and it's awesome. I I thank you for having me on because I've discovered so much more you know since i've taken my deep dive yeah and there's there's really great songs on every album but oh, anyway yeah. go ahead yeah i agree yeah. <laughs> so the next album a matter is of, your favorite it's my favorite and it's hard to say because sometimes i sometimes you hear an album and you go oh man like i look like i know you don't like seventh son but if i listen to seventh son i'm like god this has got to be my favorite album and then i'm right. like then I listen to something else and sometimes not every album hits me that way, but certain ones I'm just like, Oh man, this one's so good, but you know how it is. I, I know you love uh, brighter than a thousand. Oh songs. man, I do. I do. You, you love that song. That's not my favorite though. That's okay. I wouldn't expect it to be. Um, I think I'm thinking on this cause you don't want intros. You don't want too long though, either. Uh, I'm going this one. My I know what my first guess was. I'm going to go with my second guess this time. And I don't even I can't I don't have the I can't see the lengths of the song. I'm looking at them on my phone. I think you're going to go with the Pilgrim. The Pilgrim is actually my second favorite. Okay, I do love Different World. That that was my first choice. Yeah, yeah. But I was no, like I just, Pilgrim's a little more aggressive. So yeah, I just wrote one simple word: banger. Banger, hey, you can't argue, can't argue with that. That is a yeah, it's a great opener. Now, now we're gonna get up to your fate. Probably what I would say is probably your favorite three Iron Maiden albums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing if if you were ranking your albums, I would guess that these next three are your bottom three. Oh, you you'd be surprised. I do have my rankings, but you'd be surprised. But go ahead. I may yeah. ask you. I may ask you for that when it's all said and done here. So okay. So finally, so final frontier. Um, take a quick look here. Okay, I, I know it's not the last four songs. Uh, so I have to narrow it down between six. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm just going to go with a uh, El Dorado. That is my second favorite song. That is a banger. My first favorite is Coming Home. I kind of thought that might be when I looked at it. I thought, well, maybe I thought he likes um, the one from uh, wasting. The, yeah, he like wasting love. So coming home yeah. is more, a little more. There's some very awesome lyrics in coming home. Oh, and coming home, it just brings a tear to your eye. I mean, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. It's great. I mean the the atmosphere of the of the lyrics. I mean, coming home, you're you're on the road. You're mm -hmm. you know you're you're flying home. You see the airport. You're you're just ready to see your loved ones. I mean, it's just sure. a tearjerker. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. I, I, I love that song. It's a great song. I'm not a fan of the chorus so much, but I, I really like the way he sings the verses. And like I said, some of the best poetic lyrics. 
Yeah, days. yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the chorus either, but yeah, uh, overall, I, I love that song. It's a great song. Okay, so the next album. <laughs> uh, let's see, gosh, uh, this is probably an easy one. I'm guessing Empire of the Clouds. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding there. I, I know. I, I know can't imagine are. the 18-minute song is your favorite, but it you is, know, I, it's a great I song, tried to. I, I tried to listen to that all the way through. I I didn't quite make it. Uh, it it's a I do enjoy the atmosphere of it. I do enjoy what they're trying to do. I do enjoy picturing myself there and and the lyrics and the sure you know talking about the other people and and you know how it's indestructible. Blah blah blah. Right. So I, I think it's I think it's a really good song. It's just it's just too long. But uh, Tears of a Clown. Oh, really? Tears of a Clown. I that is in my. I have a list of top Oof. twenty Maiden Oof. songs. Okay. Yeah, I I knew you were going to say. If that. I was omitting but, songs off this album to make it better, that would be the first one I would cut. <laughs> and that is my absolute favorite. I love that song. I think the changes on it are great. It's a banger. It, it's got the chug. It just flows. It is I, a Dave I, Murray song. Dave Murray co-wrote that one. So uh, yeah, he usually. I, I think that that is way up there. I mean, it's in my top twenty for sure. Oh wow! I love that song. I love that <laughs> oh, song. Man, sorry. God. I'm sorry. I'm like I would cut that album out of their catalog. Oh, it's one of my top twenty. <laughs> It, it is. It totally oh, is. I, I can't wait for people to hear this episode. This is going to be um, here. Let's see. Um, this, this episode will be out on. So the day people are listening to this album is May 2nd. So nice. May, nice. Sec- May 2nd I'll is get... a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> oh yeah. I will get shite on. That's all right. Hey, bring it on. I, I yeah. love it. Oh man. Yeah. I've, I've already been, as you've seen on social media, I've been defending wasting love. No, oh, it is what it is, man. I mean, I, like I said, I yeah. don't, I don't really, I think that's a pretty good song. I don't hate it. I just, but you yeah. know, if I'm ranking, if I, I couldn't even, there's no way I could do a ranking of all their songs. I mean, there's a f- few people that I've seen do that. And I just, it, it gets too hard. It, it's easy to go. Here's the, you know, 10 songs. I like the least here's the, right. You know, maybe here's the, 30 that I like the most, maybe. But man, when you start getting into the middle numbers, like, okay, here's number, you know, 94, 95. It gets, I can imagine trying to do it because the way I rank is I start, like if I'm looking at, say, No Prayer for the Dying, I look at it and go, okay, Tail Gunner, that's my number one song. Now next is Holy Smoke. Do I like Holy Smoke better or Tail Gunner? And then I just move them accordingly and I go through every song like that. If I get to Mother Russia, Mother Russia, do I like it better than uh, my number... Right. You know, and then I just go in order and I finally get to one where I'm like, I don't like it better than this one. So I'll sit it right here. So, but that's, yeah, it's got, it's got to be a daunting task to, to do more than 20. I mean, I had yeah. a hell of a time doing 20. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, when the river runs deep is my second favorite on that one. I, I really like that song. If I was cutting three songs, I think that would be number. Three. <laughs> that might be number three, um, but you know, it, I don't get to cut any songs off the album. So yeah, I, you know I what though? Wrote- As someone said, I would rather have it and have a reason to not like it than not ever have heard it at all. So exactly, yeah. 
Something and, uh, you I can if you don't like it, you can skip it. Old school. Yeah. Okay. Banger and old school. Remember? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, Senjutsu. Um, now this, I I know what your favorite song off this one is because literally every song on this album is over. 10 minutes long or, you know, eight minutes long or seven minutes long, except one song is under five and that yes, song bar- barely under five. Your favorite song on the album is track yeah. five. The days of future past. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Actually, I, I, I it, it, that is my second favorite. I like Stratego. Stratego. Yeah. Stratego. It's a, it's, it's a better song. It's, oh, it's uh, so good. It's kind of a, I don't know. I, I just, I just find it a little, a little commercial, a little lazy. But I like it. Oh, I, I just think um, lazy. Days of Future Past is kind of a, you know, it reminds me of uh, the Foo Fighters song Everlong. Interesting. Yeah, Days of Future Past. Just the the one one guitar riff. Okay. Okay. Not not the whole song, but the yeah, one yeah, guitar yeah. riff. I, it always reminds me of Everlong by the Foo Fighters, which Very is a great song. Yeah, to me, but, Stratego yeah, could Stratego. fit on Peace of Mind. I think Stratego has that feel, old school feel to me. It does. It yeah. does. Okay. And I wrote. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of this record. Okay. Unfortunately, um, for obvious reasons. I mean. Yeah, it's a lot of. We've, we've, yeah, we figured out that we've got that. So yeah, exactly, I I do like um, the way the title track starts. I was just which, thinking that I was like, that's yeah, not really a that's not really like a long drawn out intro. It's just different. Yeah, and it's I usually don't like war drums really in songs. Okay, um, but for some reason it just it it hits you right. Sure, it just it it builds and it gives you that atmosphere and kind of says, hey, this is what this album's going to be about tactics and strategy senjutsu sure so, yeah, yeah 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 okay so now it's going to either get a little harder for you or a little easier for you because these I guess will we'll be see. these will be songs you've heard for probably almost well well 40 years actually so so album number one iron maiden if i got a guess this will be tougher because they're all. I'm just, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm abandoning the theory, and I'm going with. <laughs> no, you know what? For you, I'm going to go. Remember tomorrow. Unchain the colors. Uh, yes. Oh my god, that's my favorite Maiden song overall. Very good. I, th- I thought you because I've definitely you know at least caught the wind of the ballady. You like a little bit more lighter type things at least as far as some of their stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that is. One of the best songs ever written, one of the best songs ever performed, and by far my favorite Maiden song. I mean, the vocals wow, okay. are perfect on it. I mean, the feeling, and that's one thing about Paul is the feeling he has. I mean, he just feels like he's a he's a bloke you want to have a pint with, <laughs> you know. Let's go have a pint, Paul. All right, let's go down. You know, just <laughs> just. Just, just you know, the, oh, one point. Let's have twelve points, mate. You know, it just seems like a, a guy. You know yeah. that you just want to hang out with. He puts 
so much emotion and so much feeling into the songs and you feel like he's been there like he's lived that life sure okay it just tra- it just translates to me yeah we, i was having a conversation with somebody recently and we were talking about paul and he was talking about something he goes oh god what song were we talking about here we were talking about uh was it something off the second album or the first album i, I want to say it was um I can't even remember what song it was, but they were like, "You." Paul seems like, oh, no, no, it was, um, oh, what song? oh, I thought I remembered what it was. Uh, uh, there, it's a song where he was talking about being down and out, you know, kind of more or less the lyrics kind of were saying, I don't know if that's the exact lyric, but I can't remember what it was, but he was like, there's never been a time where Bruce was down and out like that. <laughs> you know, you uh, could, Paul sounds like he's been down and out, like he's really been there kind of thing. So I definitely I, understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just, I just heard that episode actually. Oh, who said that? I, I just re re-listened. Ron. Okay. I think, I think Ron said that. Yes. You know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That very part. G- good call. Good call. If Kirsty was here, she would have known that too, but I, I, I I talked to someone the other day and he goes, he goes, well, you remember what I like. And I go, look, dude, I have talked, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm no TV interviewer that talks to a million people. I said, but man, I've I've (laughs) talked to a lot of people and hear a lot of things. So I just don't remember. And I'm old, you know, I'm old. So come on. Uh, you're just a kid. Come on. If I'm just a kid, then, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah, I wish, I wish. I wish I was a, a, a fetus then, if that's the case. So, if this is a kid, so okay. So next album up, we got um, we got Killers, and uh, your favorite song is not going to be the shortest song, obviously, because it won't be the Ides of March or Wrathchild. I'm going to guess your favorite song here is. Mm, that's a that's a wild guess on this album, but I'm going to go Prodigal Son. Really? Sure. That's interesting. Um, no, Wrathchild. I love Wrathchild. Okay. Yeah. That's a great song. I, I mean, I, I love Murders in the Rue Morgue and I love the title track. Sure. I, I think I like Wrathchild just a little more. Okay. Um, and it's just, it, it's just a banger. It just gets you. I mean, the, the vocals, um, a lot of atmosphere. I just feel like I'm, I'm running around looking for, you know, someone. Sure. There's nowhere to be found, you know. <laughs> I just feel like I'm there. Yeah, yeah I got you. I love, I, that's a great song. I love that song. Okay. So the next album up here, The Number of the Beast, which is a great album. Let's see here. Um, your favorite song is going to – okay. You mentioned Happy earlier, so I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to just say the usually the, what the obvious choice, man, with you, the obvious choice isn't really what's, what's happening here either. So I like it that way. Yeah. I'm going to you know what? Nostalgia may play a part. So I'm going to say run to the Hills. Yeah, it is kind of, that's the very nostalgic. first Iron Maiden song you ever heard. The first song I heard that yeah. that's exactly in my notes. First song I ever heard, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallowed be thy name. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's what yeah, I was going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew that's where I was going to go, but. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I don't think I've gotten one right yet. 
<laughs> you've you've come close. Okay. I mean, I, you had the right idea. I think you're second guessing yourself is the I keep, problem. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I thought Hallowed's the obvious choice, and maybe yeah. maybe your theory is a little different on the early albums because it was later. Whenever you started feeling that way, so yeah, the early albums are are you, know, you just throw them out the window. It's like a rivalry game in in football or something i mean yeah yeah you, you just throw the records out the window yeah you know um it, it's it's just it to me it's just a different i see it as the, it's the same band but it's different in my mind for whatever reason yeah, yeah and i think it's just because i fell out for so long you know like i said the, the last couple of weeks is when i i've actually heard a lot of these sure. songs for yeah. the first time yeah so it's just just different in my mind yeah but i think hallowed be thy name is well it's my second favorite maiden song all around you can't go wrong with hallowed so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah. a it's a classic so now the next album i'm pretty sure you already told me this but i'm gonna go with uh you said revelations oh yeah okay very Okay. I mean, it's just it's just a great song. It's a staple in the live shows. I mean, I could just think of uh, Live After Death during that one. It, you know, the, the crowd interaction. Just, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, that's... And it's a great song. That's one of the things that, yeah, that, that you think when we think about Revelations. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's that immediately comes to mind. So yeah. so far, I did think about this. I've guessed two of them right, but it was because you'd already told me what they were. So it was the clairvoyant and that. So on Power Slave, I have the only opportunity to actually get it right, and because you haven't told me, and I don't know if nostalgia plays a part here or not. Um. Man, I'm just gonna guess what I think is the best song on the album. And see if you agree or not. I am going with Power Slave title track. You got it, buddy. Booyah. Yeah. How about yes. that, Kirsty? <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, buddy. You got it. I mean, what what can you say about Power Slave? I mean, that's an the amazing song. song is, yeah. It's just the atmosphere. It just puts you right there, like you like you were saying. You, yeah. You're you're in a pyramid. It's I mean, a perfect song. Have, like. Picture of Eddie on the side of a pyramid in Egypt, man. I mean, they it, should. Would, it would fit right there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful how they do that, which we've had a whole discussion about. But yeah, it's just amazing how yeah. the how talented they are to do that. I mean, you feel like you're you're in a in a pyramid or in Egypt, yeah. or playing Tutankham on a Atari twenty six hundred, which was my <laughs> yeah. favorite. Back in the game. day, yeah. <laughs> Back in, in the early 80s. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I love that song. Well, and of course, the, the album is so nostalgic for me. It's amazing. Well, you, you attended the show, obviously, um, in um, Long Beach Arena. Do you have a, like, if you listen to Live After Death, do you have a song that you liked the best? I mean, I didn't ask you that. So let me just ask, maybe ask that way. When you went to the show at Long Beach Arena, do you rem- did you have a song that was your favorite to hear o- overall, or one that just hits you the best, or that you just liked the best that night? I think I think um, actually two minutes to midnight. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Just just came at you 
all yeah. guns blazing. That's, you a, know, that's it, a great song. Yeah. 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 It just, it did, did that open the show? Either that, I think they may have opened the show with Two Minutes to Midnight. No, no, no. They opened with Aces High. With Aces High? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, two min- of course, on Live After Death, Two Minutes to Midnight was second. So, Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, that, for whatever reason, I mean, other than Revelations, um, yeah. I, I felt like I was there again when I when I uh, watched Live After Death. But, but uh, Two Minutes to Midnight just hit me hard just because of the tempo and the power and the, the, the feeling, the atmosphere is just – it it – that is one of the songs that I really remember from that show. And like yeah. I said, I was, you know, out of my mind. A little crazy, bit, yeah, but, yeah. So. But, but I do remember that distinctly, yeah. Okay. So now, this is going to be my final question. And don't hang up because I have one off-the-air question I'm going to ask you too. Okay. So, so last question is going to be, it's, oh, you understand how council's order works around here, right? You'll have to enlighten me. Okay. The counselor, the the honorable counselor. Oh, okay. He, yeah, yeah. you know, we did one episode where we were ranking things and instead of starting at, you know, number 10, we started at number one and he's like, yeah, it was no drama in that, you know I mean? It's, so he kind of got on to us. And so ever since then, you know, Matt has called it counsel's order is we have to, you know, rank things in reverse order, you know, oh, from Matt. Okay. 10 to one. Well, but, gotcha. the, but the counselor is, um, you know, the uh, the politician Sir Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party. Uh, oh, okay. He's the one that got onto me and Matt, and then we were like, okay, from now on, we got to do it this way. And Matt has named it Council's Order. So, okay. But, so I want you for the final thing here. Uh, I don't ever usually ask people this, but since you mentioned it, and and I know that these are going to be bizarre, bizarro world rankings that we're about to hear. Everybody, tell me, tell me your. Iron Maiden album rankings starting from 17 to one <laughs> from 17 to one. All right. And allow me to laugh a little bit while I do it. Okay. <laughs> while yeah, you do it. I, I, I want everyone to laugh at my expense. That's why I'm here, man. <laughs> Bring I, it on. I, I have a saying, and I think you seem to agree with my saying, even though you haven't ever said it, laugh with me or laugh at me. Just laugh. Exactly right. Yeah, that's my yeah, saying. No, so, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. That's yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll start with the X Factor. Okay. I'm not a fan. So you know what number sixteen will be? Virtual eleven. Sure. And then uh, let's skip to. I'm sorry, Matt. The Final Frontier. Oh man! I just it's just so overbloated in the second half of the album. Mm, man. Just the way those songs start just all sound the same to me. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that as time goes on, this is the first time you've ever heard it in your entire life, that maybe something clicks with you and you go, hey, I'm going to listen to that album again. And, Cause I'll be honest. It took me a while on that album. I'll be honest. Yeah. So, well, I've listened to maiden 24 seven for the past two weeks. So <laughs> it, it may take a while. I, I need, oh yeah. I yeah. You're to, not going to, it's not going to happen in two weeks. <laughs> I need to step away. Here, let, let me say uh, this too. Let me add this. There's an Alice Cooper album years ago. Um, I, th- I think it was The Eyes of Alice Cooper is what it was called. And I got it. And the, the albums before that were called Dragon Town and Brutal Planet. They were really heavy, like uh-huh. almost industrial Marilyn Manson style, but it, 
with an Alice Cooper flavor, obviously heavy. And I loved right. it. I just was like, Oh my gosh, these are amazing. When he made that next album, um, the eyes of Alice Cooper, it was what he called garage band rock. And it just sounded like nothing like those albums. And I mean, I didn't listen to it. I just listened to it maybe halfway, put it up and I didn't listen to it for a few years. And then one day I remember I had a job, I was driving to work and I, I, for some reason I had brought that CD. I thought, Oh, I'll listen to that one. I haven't heard it in a while. And I listened to the whole album and I was just like, Holy crap. I've been missing out. You know, it hit, <laughs> it, it hit me totally different. I was, I was just in the wrong place for it at the time. So you never right, know. Right. You should never know. So anyway, well, go ahead with just your, like with ahead. me in fear of the dark. I mean, I hadn't listened to, I, I'd never heard that. Yeah. Record. You've obviously haven't heard that one in a lot. That'll probably shift as well. <laughs> uh, well, I, I love that. No, nah, I'm just giving you a hard time. So. I love that record. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Senjutsu number 14. Man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just the same formula. I mean, you could see a pattern. I, under, I understand. I understand. It's just that I, I just, you don't, don't have to explain it. I, yeah. I, I understand. And I just, I just like, I have to, I'm, Oh, yeah, I, I like Senjutsu a lot more than that. So go ahead. And don't hang up on me. I'm, oh, no, 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 I, I won't hang up. And I'm just compa- <laughs> in, in my mind when you say this, I'm comparing them to where I would rank it. So if I respond harshly, it's like, Whoa. right. No, please do. Please do. But uh, this is why I said don't hang up on me. Because <laughs> number oh, 13, life you got it. You got it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean. It's that same formula. Maybe I that mean, maybe you, that, uh, maybe that drug, little drug experience you had on the uh, second Iron Maiden show is still in effect. <laughs> yeah, I'll get, that's what I'm going to chalk that up to. So. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a lot of those experiences, which explains a lot. Yeah, but anyway. Go. They're starting to figure it out now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's get to number 12 and let the hate begin. All right. Rotten tomatoes in my face. Seventh son of, the, of a seventh son. Number 12. Mm, okay. Well, it's, it's just, it's actually it's higher just, than I was expecting. So, Oh, cool. All right. Let's go to number 11 <laughs> book of souls. Interesting. Wow. There are, okay. some, there are some good songs on that record. Man. I really, Higher really, than higher than a matter of life and death. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There More are some good songs wow. on Book of Souls, actually. Oh, I like it. I like it, but I definitely rank it. I'd say it's the lowest ranking album for me out of the six that they've put out in oh, the new okay. era. So. Yeah, yeah, and I could see why because our tastes are so different, and Book of Souls kind of right. Yeah, makes sense. Sand- sandwiched in between. The oh, two, and you said you Tears know, of a Clown. Friend. Yes, I forgot Tears of a Clown's on. Never mind. That's a great album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sandwiched in between Sinjetsu and and uh, Final Frontier, it kind of stands out. So I could see hmm. the discrepancy in our in our <laughs> okay. feelings towards it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number ten. Let's uh, let's dance with death, man. Let's do Dance of Death. Okay, I like that one. Okay. Um, okay. Number nine, Brave New World. I, I had a feeling you were really going to put that record. down there. I had a feeling that was about to show up, and that's way too low. But yeah, and number eight, surprising, somewhere in time. Okay. Um, the song, you know, I don't, I don't like the the overall sound of the record, mm-hmm. but the songs are pretty strong. Okay. I think the songs are pretty strong. So uh, that, that, you just lost Bruno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, Bruno. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone else hates me by now, so <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I won't argue with you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Good. I like it. Uh, uh, let's go. No prayer for the dying. Number seven. Okay. Because it's uh, closest to fear of the dark. Number six mm. that I can get. Mm. I, I love that era. Don't, don't, don't insult. No prayer for like dying like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe time wise it is, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try for that. I, I, I think fear of the dark is one of their best records and I enjoy it. That's the one since I've done this deep dive, that's the one I keep going back to. I just keep going back to it. Oh, I, man, I, all I these years you've record. been missing out, man. You've been missing out for 31 yeah, years. Exactly. I mean, and I may actually buy that one. Oh, okay. I, hey, I you just, know what? You got to start somewhere. You know what? Yeah. There's a saying, you got to crawl for you can walk. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. And half the time I can't oh. walk anyway, and I'm crawling. But anyway. Man, man oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so um, we'll go Power Slave next, which surprised me. I always had it at number three. Okay. Um, so number five. I just okay. think, yeah, yeah. I just, I it has a lot of nostalgia for me, and I love the record. Sure. Um, it's just, I don't love it as much as Peace of Mind. Okay. And I I think Peace of Mind is a masterpiece, of course. It, most people would agree with me there. Um, the first record I bought of Iron Maiden. Not most people um, on this podcast right now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I think I blew everyone's head off already. There's, people uh, don't know what to think. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> hey, there, there's a lot of good stuff on Peace of Mind. It's a really good album. It's I yeah. yeah I, we always talk about it. It's like you love a band, and you know if you don't think too hard, you go, man, this is a like like an album. It's a great album. And then if you really start digging in and digging in and digging in, and the more you dig in and the more you dig in, and you start, you know, finding it's like, it's like seeing a picture of a, uh, let's just say a model when we were younger and, yeah. you know, and then maybe if you saw her in person up close, you know, get a good look and you're like, or maybe a pretty girl at school. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. And yeah. You, and you saw him up close, you know, a little closer. You're like, Oh yeah, her her face. She's not quite as pretty as I thought from a distance, or you know, right, and, right. And the closer up you get, you see the flaws and things like that. So, and it'd yeah, be boring if all we said right. was everything was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, this podcast would go nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Which is pretty much where it goes anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, give yourself a little more credit. So uh, number three, number of the beast. I I think it's a banger, start to finish. There are no flaws on that, as far as I'm concerned, where there are a couple clunkers on Peace of Mind and a couple clunkers on Power Slave. Mm. What would you say? That, what would you say is a clunker on Power Slave? I'm curious. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Duelist. Okay. Um, it's a great song. I mean, every song on on that record is good. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, but and uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariners. Wow. Okay. Two. It's just overbloated and too long and i think it kind of foreshadows what they ended up being rhyme of the ancient mariner is a clunker you heard it here first yes (laughs) breaking news it is a clunker (laughs) (laughs) it's too long man jay Involved. Are, I have never asked loaded. you this, but are you a comedian in real life or is it just on the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a comedian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate to that one for sure. 
No, uh, just uh, my feelings. I, I've I know, always thought I know, that. I've always thought that about that I song, know. for whatever reason. That was and, Matt, uh, that was Matt's bathroom song when he took his uh, when he took his son to see Iron Maiden too. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to be a, a DJ at a country station, and and there is uh, one song that was kind of a remix, and I. Was it Devil Went Down to Georgia? I think it was a Devil Went Down to Georgia remix. Yeah. And it ended up being like nine minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and uh, I could have the song wrong. This was 30 years ago. But I, I did overnights, and I was the only one there. And, man, if I had to use the bathroom, <laughs> I, I'd say, well, from the request line, Here's Devil Went Down to Georgia. The long, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the remix and, and put that sucker on. <laughs> y'all need some made. Let me give y'all, if you got to go number two, you say, hey, let me give you a rhyme of the ancient Mariner. Exactly. Right. I don't know why that popped in my head, but. Now, now hold on. Um, before you say anything else, in my mind, I want to guess which one your number one is because you've left it to the two albums that would definitely be way closer to the bottom of my list than at the top. Um, yes. I'm going to guess, you know what? I, I I think I got this. Um, I would guess very strongly that your number one is going to be their number two. Almost. <laughs> oh, damn. And, and it, it was. Okay. Until two weeks ago. Ah, okay. I just think, I just think, the debut has better songs. I agree. I do agree with that. Yeah. I do agree. Yeah. With and, that. and for the longest time, and I've even said it on social media, I said killers was my favorite record. Sure. But this deep dive, you know, really opened my eyes. Um, and yeah, I, I just think the debut has better songs overall. I mean, both great, both my favorite and, you know, tomorrow I could, definitely changed my mind but right now in the last two weeks yeah i just think the debut is is my favorite yeah i I think people usually say they like killers better but i think the reason they say it is because of the production and i don't think that the production makes the difference so yeah no i i could see how people could say that i'm going on the strength of the songs and and actually, you know, everybody, especially Steve Harris, hates the production on the first record from what I've read. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I like it. I think it's it's raw. You know, it's uh, – and I like raw production. Like like uh, Too Fast for Love. Okay. I love that record just because it, it sounds like it was recorded in a garage on a four track, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. But uh, – and that's and that's one of the the other reasons that I like Iron Maiden a little more than Killers too. It's just because of the rawness. Yeah, I so. wish I wish Martin Birch had p- produced the first album. I, I much more like like whenever um, the Ides of March starts on Killers, it's just got a real pleasant sound to it. And it does, yeah. And I think that like I mean I know a lot of people like you know the way. Uh, Prowler starts off, we know what that 
kind of thing. And I think it would have been, I think it would have sounded just a lot better. I mean, we did get to hear Martin Birch. He, he, you probably haven't heard this, but uh, there is a Prowler 88 and a Charlotte, the Harlot 88 with Bruce Dickinson singing both of them. Yeah. You, you said something about that a couple of days ago on, on Twitter. And I was like, what? Oh, you looked them up? No, I, I haven't yet. Yeah, I, I should have. I like them better just because a well, two reasons. Those that's the first time I ever heard either one of those songs, and I like Bruce better. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. And the production and the production's a lot better too. It's Martin Birch production, I guess. So, yeah, I just I even even on um you know the uh the live records that I've I've gotten um from Iron Maiden. I just I, I don't think Bruce does an adequate job with with the Paul stuff. It just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, if you, I mean if you're a bigger fan of Paul anyway, it does make sense. So either yeah, way, yeah, yeah. I mean he does he does a fine job. Yeah, um, it's just not the same in my eyes. Okay, well, it's your it's your. You know, I I guess right before we end here, I I, I really wish you would have I wish I would have even thought about it but I should have started out this episode with a stiff drink you know I really should have <laughs> yeah you uh, would have been just like me then exactly exactly my but, my coca-cola is not pure which is why I'm drinking coca-cola makes tonight sense. yeah yeah was it coca-cola <laughs> it so. was it was whiskey cola there you go well um I got to say Jay man this is a uh, Sometimes I laugh on the phone with people, and sometimes I don't laugh quite as much. But you've given me a <laughs> you've given me a lot to laugh about, and well, I'm um, happy. And man, I, I gotta say, you know, I, uh, I and I I always enjoy these conversations, whether I agree with everything or don't d- agree. I mean, we're allowed to agree and disagree in life, and too much of the world has forgot that. Re- you know, regarding everything, you know, re- whether it's politics, music, whatever. And I'm like, look. But music's something I, I just don't. I don't care. I don't care what people are in those other fields and any of those fields because I, I can. I look past things, and and that's the same way I do with this. Music is my number one thing. You know, I know so many people that their number one thing is like politics, and I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't grow up to be one of those people. But um, yeah, that would drive you insane. Yeah, music's my number one thing. It's the thing I love, and um, you know, it's the the topic I love, and and. I, I love hearing the other opinions though. I mean, cause whether or not I agree with it, man, it's just, it's, it's fun converse. And, and as long as we can do it and be uh, rational, you know, it's, it's, it's a great conversation. And it's fun. So, um, all of that to say, thank you for sending your story. And, uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Oh, this was great, Steve. I really appreciate it. It was, it was fun. We, the time flew by. I mean, I can't believe it's been, yeah. What? two almost three hours it's yeah, amazing it goes fast you made you, you made it so easy and we had a hell of a time and a lot of laughs and boy this was great yeah so thank you awesome awesome